he tried to put that same male and female together, not this season, but the season before last, and she attacked him and wasn't having anything to do with it. And if you know about Apodora, they eat each other. So so he had to get involved. And, and I'm sure with how strong they are, that was not a fun thing at all. Welcome to From the Ground Up, where we talk to reptile keepers and breeders about all things cold-blooded. Sit back and have a beer with us. Well, some of you are driving. If you're driving, keep your hands tended to and enjoy the show. Hi, everyone. Welcome to From the Ground Up podcast. Thank you so much for being here. And we had the camera stuck on Austin, Austin. of course. (laughs) Way to go, guys. First time. He is showing off our beautiful... Well, it doesn't make sense now that he's not on there. Do you want me to put it back on him? There you go. Yeah. Here is Austin Warwick sporting our (laughs) fundraising Dry Marcon shirt. All the proceeds are going to be going to the OCIC. So $12 a shirt. The other eight is the cost of us manufacturing it. Other than that, it will go right to your house and $12 go to the OCIC. And that will be, they will be on sale until May 1st. So get them while you can. And hopefully we can raise a lot of money for a great cause. And if you want to hear more about the OCIC, you can check out our podcast with the director, Michelle Hoffman, who was on just a few episodes ago. And PortCityPythons.com, you can check out. We don't have animals available, but we do have other shirts available. But more importantly, go check out the fundraising shirt. Other than that, do we have anything to get to? PortCityPythons.com. Uh, we're going to White Plains. We are going to White Plains this weekend. If you guys are going to be there, feel free to hit us up. That's this Sunday, correct? Yes. All right. This Sunday, White Plains. Other than that, I think that's pretty much it. So Austin has been on the podcast before. He was probably one of our first in, well, I guess interviews at all, let alone in person. So um, Austin keeps a bunch of different pythons. Most notably, Moralia breadlie, as well as the Papuan python or the Apodora papuana, right? I didn't mess that up, Austin. Yeah, that's right. I keep uh, quite a few things, uh, mostly Moralia breadlie, like you said. Uh, got some inlands that I'm uh, raising up. They should honestly be larger than they are right now, but I uh, I got kind of when I when I purchased them, it was I think I bought uh, yeah, they're 16s, and so that was like the first year that I produced uh, bread lye. And so that kind of took the forefront of my, uh, my, uh, I guess, breeding and everything that was going on. I was real busy with the baby bread lye and I kind of slacked off in feeding the, the inland. They should really be going this next season, but it's not going to be till the 2020 season that they'll go. So. And what age will those be? In uh, so they're 16 so by the time they'll be almost four and a half by the time that i'm gonna have them go which i slow grow all my stuff anyway so it's not that big of a deal but uh it's still i'm like i, I look how big they are i'm like man this is this is not the like even for me that slow grows i'm like man you should be a lot larger than you are but they're fine they're healthy they're doing all right they're just a year behind schedule you know so but, is that something to wear like you, you won't you won't pair them up, or will you pair them just for shits and gigs to see if anything happens, but you don't expect anything? No, I think a year ago, if you asked me that, I said, yeah. Uh, I paired my 
Brisbane's last year, and obviously there were some extenuating circumstances, but uh, I did that at three and a half years. They are both three and a half years old, and uh, he slugged out. Now, my male had got injured. I had to pull him uh, kind of not mid-season. I'd say like on that last quarter of the uh, copulation season, which would be probably like end of March, I would say, is whenever I was seeing uh, locks, and I had to pull him because he, he, he ended up busting his tail up, and and I could see bone and I just wasn't comfortable leaving him in there and stressing him. And she ended up slugging out. And I don't know if it was just because he didn't get the job done or I didn't leave him in there long enough, or they may have just been a little too young or he would have, was a little too young. But uh, I really think uh, for the most part, uh, females about three and a half to four years old. So I, I'm not going to do that with the, uh, the inlands just because they're, they're probably going to be so small. And now I'll cycle them just like I cycle all my adults this next season, but they won't get paired. I'm not going to do that, bro. But that's go ahead, sir. That, that Brisbane male, did he uh, oh, heal fine. up fine? Yeah, he's fine. I just put him in a tub and rubbed betadine on it like once every two days and it healed up. And I mean, it was, it, it, it was broken. Like it was at a 90 degree angle when I saw it just, Complete, it was it was pretty nasty, but it healed up and he's got fully it functioned completely. So got a little. Was time. that like below the hemipenes or? Yeah, I mean... it, was, it was like the last inch and a half of his tail. I thought if, I thought for a little bit because it kind of turned and discol- it discolored real bad, and I thought that, that I was going to end up having to clip it off and 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 uh, it would have it would have been kind of messed up, but it ended up healing up all right. So. I didn't want to clip it off. I was like, man, I've never had to do anything like that. I mean, I'll do it, but obviously if it's necrotic, it needs to go, but uh, I didn't end up having to do that. So, <laughs> But it was a wash. She, I think she laid about 19. Uh, they were cal- They were actually, they weren't like your typical slug that's yellow. They were actually like calcified slugs. So wow. I think she was ready to go and he just didn't get the job done, honestly. But so what are you doing this year? Are you pairing those guys up together again? Yeah, I'm actually, uh, they're to the right of me right here. They're paired up. Uh, I've seen a few locks. Uh, she's still eating voraciously. So, I mean, she's, she's swelling pretty good right now, but I, I mean, I don't, I'm, I don't really have any, uh, I don't think it's going to turn out this year, honestly, with them, which really bums me out because it's a project I've had since 2014 and I've been raising them forever. And I'm just like, oh, dang, you know? How do you say, because I mean, obviously you got pretty close last year. What do you think uh, is, or how can you say that you're not going to do well this year? Well, I just like at the beginning of the season, I saw him with her a lot. And every time I come in here now, they're on opposite ends of the cage. He, I, I don't know if he intimidates her or she intimidates mm-hmm. him and he's just scared of her because I'm pretty sure she's the one that injured him last year. She's pretty feisty. She, she is not a... Uh, uh, she's not a relaxed snake at all. So, I mean, he's pretty chill, but she's not. So I don't know if he's just, like, intimidated by her or what. But we'll see. Maybe give it another year. Or who knows? I might get lucky, and I just haven't seen the locks, and it's been happening. I'm only in here in the evening, so. I mean, it must be egg season for you guys, for Morelia guys all over the place. I, I, yeah, I see a lot. With, with me doing a lot of the spring breeder stuff, all my stuff is so much later than everybody else's. I usually don't get eggs until, like, june so uh, shit we may be getting eggs in june with it feels like our corns we're so behind well i I mean it's kind of similar honestly like 
spring i mean corns are spring breeders so it, it, the time frame kind of matches up you know i don't breed i mean brisbane's uh, are coastals but they're more they're the more southern ranging coastal so i think that they cycle a little bit later at least that was what happened last year so i'm just kind of doing the same thing and uh hopefully not having to pull my mail again you know and hoping for the best i'm pretty confident that my harris line female is gonna go i wasn't gonna pair uh i wasn't gonna do a repeat pairing but i sold out of all my uh uh babies so i uh, and uh, there's a, obviously a decent demand for them, so I decided to go ahead and put my fours line male with my Harris girl again. And I've got this pairing down here, which is a, a LASIK line female that's really pretty cool. She's like 50-50 split, like black. Like, it's dark, dark black on her backside, which usually it's that last third instead of 50% of the snake. And then the front half of her is just like a solid brick red. She's got some pretty nice even banding. So uh, I'm just... I'm hoping he'll, I mean, if he could sire both, that's probably what I'm going to, I'll be great, you know, just so I could see kind of like some contrast in these babies with the same dad, but different moms kind of look different. I can pick and choose. Uh, also, next year, what's really exciting is my uh, my holdbacks for my 2016 clutch will be, breed, they'll be of uh, breeding size, so it'll be cool to breed some of my own stuff. I feel like that's a real big, uh, like, benchmark, you know, like. Definitely. Keeps you like it makes it you're not a flash in the pot anymore you know what i mean like you're actually you've been around long enough to you're in that second generation and like i don't know i just think it's really cool we haven't gotten there yet yeah but i could imagine yeah that's like saying that being multi-generational is just a testament to you not only longevity of keeping the snakes obviously it takes you know probably five to six years to do it if you're really lucky and then on the other on the other hand, it's like you stuck, stuck with, with this it. project <laughs> in general, like not even just reptiles, but that project in general. Cause like, it's sad that not everyone, you know, once you breed one snake, you may not keep that interest. I don't know. But I don't at the same time, I feel like we've been doing it for a little bit, but we haven't got, cause I haven't like, been, it really, I haven't really been isn't. focused. That's right. my issue. And just keep it. You got to keep them and raise them up. And I've been moving and I'm like, Oh, we can get rid of that baby. Mm-hmm. And then I never really kept one when I should have just kept that one the whole time. What I've messed up with is like, I held, I'm so I've got a male hold back from that clutch too. And, uh, he's pretty good looking. He's not as good looking as the female. And I don't know what the deal is, but so I've bred this pair twice. And both times, all of the stunners, like all the ones that are look fantastic, are all female. And like, there's like one or two males that are like above average, but they're not anything like, oh man, you know, that's crazy. And so I've got a hold back from the 17 clutch, and I've got a hold back over here from the uh, 16 clutch. His name's Scorn because since he came out of the egg, that that mother, he doesn't like me. He, dude, I'm. He's so mean. I mean, he's just he's just one of those snakes that's just never going to calm down he's just super wild but uh he's the prettiest of the males so i'm gonna go ahead and uh raise him up and and uh put him to his sister and see see what comes out you know is there a snake that you've sold that you like have seen updated pictures that you wish you could have back yeah uh casey cannon has one of mine from that 2016 clutch that uh i i was on the fence about putting it available and I did and I gave him first dibs just because me and him have similar interests as far as the bread line and, and kind of uh, 
outcrossing some of the lines and seeing what pops up, you know. And uh, I went ahead and let him have first dibs, and I just threw her up. And then I've seen her since then, and I'm like, God dang, dude. I, I definitely, uh, that's some uh, seller's remorse for sure. But other than that, uh, I feel like I've got a pretty good eye for it now since I've, I've done it uh, a couple times. And uh, I didn't let anything go last year to anybody that I, uh, like anything that I thought was amazing, amazing to anybody that I couldn't get a hold of later. You know what I mean? That makes sense. I think everyone does that to where you try to, even though you're selling something, when you're selling something that you don't want to, you sell it somewhere close so that you know it can always come back to you. If you need yeah. it. Or just somebody that you know is chill, even if it's across the country, that like if they ever have babies, you'll be on that list if you need, if you want or need them, you know? Like it's, yeah, you definitely got to keep tabs on that. And that's something I, it was a learning experience. I didn't start doing that until my 2017 clutch. So it was just something you got to kind of pay attention to. And it, I don't know that you hear it on podcasts, but whenever it's you, you don't think to do it. You know, you hear people say you need to make sure that you keep track of where your babies go because you never know what will happen. It's true. You need to, I think. And then it's like babies can end up where you're just so surprised. You're like, oh, I didn't know you had that guy and it changed hands like two times mm-hmm, already. Mm-hmm. And you're like, what the hell's going on? And then like also people have stuff like say that snake that Casey Cannon's got of mine. Uh, she's a stunner and I've got pictures of her when she was a baby. I would say don't ever get rid of your pictures of your neonates because you can always find the code from that snake go back and reference what that baby looked like. So when you do a repeat pairing, you'd be like, oh, this is what I, these are the little things that I need to look for whenever I'm picking my holdbacks. You know what I mean? Do you have, oh. Sorry. Yeah, I was going to say, like, there must be certain characteristics to where, I mean, you you can tell what's going to be a good one and not a good, it's not like you're going to have an ugly baby that turns into this beautiful animal, but maybe you oversaw, like, some little detail or, like, what exactly do you think it was? Uh, like, there's like this blushing that I'm getting out of that Harris and a forest cross that uh, I wasn't quite, excuse me. I wasn't quite sure of uh, what it was whenever it first popped up. Um, and bread lie really hard uh, when they're babies because they come out and they're just like gray. They're just this gray wash banded little neonate. And even after like their first two sheds, you really can't tell. Uh, I typically try to hold on to mine before I offer them for sale for like a year, just because it's so hard to see what's going to happen with them. And they're weird. Like you'll have them for six months and they all look the same and they're all just kind of like little banded mud snakes, you know, and then they shed out. And then all of a sudden you'll just start seeing this blushing that's like coming up in between the bands. And when they get older, it turns into this, like, I've got a couple of them that it's almost like a light, reddy pink kind of color i don't know how to explain it it's kind of an interesting red pink color and uh it's just it's uh something you gotta learn like as you're doing it it's not something that someone can tell you you know it's you kind of just see the little things that pop up and you see like oh well that means that it's going to be real clear uh black around that banding and that's what i'm breeding for so i need to keep an eye on that snake and and see what's going to happen the next couple of sheds you know so, so you're pretty much just trying to get more black when most people are trying to get less black. Well, it's not necessarily more black. I'm trying to define the black that's around the banding. I don't want the black to like blow out into the red. 
I but I don't want that red coming into the banding. I'm, I'm going for like a high definition, really clean. There's I don't want any like uh, what is it? Uh, oh, what the hell you call it? Like muddying? Yeah, like it's not mud. What is it with jungles? What do they call it? Where like the yellows and the tipping? Black? Tipping. There you go. Yeah. I was I was I lost the word. Uh, I don't, there'll be like sometimes like red tipping in that black outline that's around the banding. And I don't want that. I'm trying to make a very, very clean, uh, this high contrast animal that is like, it's, it's a wild type looking animal, but just enhanced a little bit. You know, I'm not trying to get rid. A lot of people want to get rid of all the black and just see the red and stuff. I think the black is really cool. I just want to clean it up a little bit. You know what I mean? I think it was kind of crazy when we went over, is that like the fact that you seem to constantly have like a wall of last year's babies that you're growing up? Like yeah. how long? How long are you trying to hold them back? I, like a year, man. Like it, it, I, I would say, said that already. already. Like ten months to a year, uh, and typically by then I can I've I've got a decent enough eye now to where like by ten months to a year I'm like okay I want this one and this one the rest of them are gone you know what I mean so. Uh, and then it takes a whole nother year to sell all of them. I mean, you guys know how sitting on babies is, but, uh, and like, I've gotten a little bit more, uh, uh, I'm a little better at marketing and stuff like that. And, and I, I don't like, I don't slam my prices down or anything like that, but they're at a nice, I, I would say like a competitive, uh, a competitive mark you know i don't i know what i have and there's certain animals that are a little bit better than others and i'll mark those up higher than them you know it's not just like a uh a, like a species standard and all my bread lie are 225 you know what i mean it's it depends on how good they look as well so so after that year do you have like a number you kind of want to keep you know like something you don't want to go past of, of holdbacks. Yeah. Like, do you have a number like, okay, I'm going to limit uh, myself to this. Cause I think that's so, something we might need to come up with in the future. No, I so, think we uh, gave away too many this year, but yeah, I'll so, back everything. Question. Uh, this, so this next, I've got a propensity of making two, two different clutches, same father uh, for the Harris line clutch, because I have holdbacks from them now and I'm already growing them up. Unless something comes out, that's just, insane i won't be keeping any of those because i've got plenty of it uh now this i'll i try to do at least a pair i would say unless there's just like if say that if there's like four of them that are just kind of crazy i'd probably keep all the crazy ones back but usually in a clutch of 20 to 30 you have like two or three that are just outrageous you know and uh so I guess it depends on what I already have. Like I'm not, I won't keep anything from that pairing just because I already have three animals and I can make more if I ever need to. I know that there's things that happen like snakes die and stuff like that, but I feel like I've got a decent amount of that stock already that I'm not worried about it. And I also know people with it. So if something happens, I could get some. And uh, with this, I'm just kind of seeing what pops out, Uh, you know, with her being real high black I'm, and him being a, a fours, which is a, a more of a burnt orange and a, a more red or a, a higher like orange red animal. I'm hoping that that combination can uh, enhance the black a little bit and then bring some more of his red into it. So we'll see. It's kind of just like I'm throwing paint at the wall with that one. So we'll see what pops out. It may just all look average, you know, but uh, you got to try it or else you don't know. So. 
Yeah, and I think it's that you're not reproducing something that everyone reproduces. So even if you aren't getting your highest or breeding to your highest standard, it's still an animal that's needed out there on the market. There's not a surplus of bread lie, really. Yeah, that's true. It's true. Uh, uh, I now worry about that. Like, so with this this pairing up here, um, I. I took a year off because I still had some babies lingering around from the 2017 and I'm a big, uh, I believe that, that you sh if you've already got stuff still <clears throat> sitting around from the year before, you should really think about whether you should be breeding it again. Like if the stuff's not sold, which mine, I had probably 10 babies still and my female had maternally incubated. And I was just like, I don't, she needs, she can have a year off. I don't need any more babies, you know, they're not flying off the shelf. And so I took a full year. I didn't produce anything. I tried the Brisbane's last year and oh, I did produce the corn steaks, the ones, one you have, but, uh, I, and I failed with the Brisbane's, but what do you, I don't know. I, I just don't think that if you have this surplus of animals, why you, why do you continue to like push them out there? It doesn't make any sense. Plus it's a lot of stress on the, the, the animals that are producing them. So and where are, you, where are you even trying to aim as far as because holdbacks obviously there's only so much room and stuff like that you can take up yeah uh as far as like i'm kind of at the point where after this pairing uh and i hold back one or two i'm done with holding back bread life um because i've got so much other stuff that i'm gonna have to hold back i've got the brisbane's and then inlands are coming up and then i've got poplin pythons that if by some stroke of the gods I could reproduce, you know, <laughs> I, you better believe I'm probably not giving a lot or selling a lot of those. It's probably not going to happen, you know, at least not the first time, but, uh, it's just, uh, I, I may end up extending my snake room. You guys have been in here to the full, the full garage. Oh, uh, whoa. Definitely not off of the table because we don't use it anyway. It's my, like I use it for a workshop, but that's about it. So, uh, and then adding on to the front of our house and extending that out and actually building a garage we can pull our cars into and this just being a whole snake room. It just depends on, uh, you know, what, uh, what we've got going on and, and how, how rapidly I'm ex like, I'm, I need to expand. You know what I mean? So if, if you get pop wins, basically, yeah, that's pretty walls much are coming down. Yeah, if if I get pop ones, walls are coming down for sure. <laughs> so will you be able to do your ASFs and all your snakes in the same room if you do that? Uh, hold on one second. My Bluetooth just died. I thought oh. I had it first. My bad. We can hear you pretty can well, you honestly. You can hear oh, me now. Oh, now there's an echo. Never mind. <laughs> Never mind. At first there was no echo, but then there was. I tried. Sorry, guys. Nah, nah, you're no, no, but I'm proud of you for having another pair literally in your prepared. back pocket. <laughs> always prepared. All right, can you hear me? Yes. Yes. Is that better? Yes. Um, so will you be able to do your ASFs and all your other snakes in the same room if you do expand? Uh that's a negative. Uh definitely not. Uh I'll be so. I will be building a shed outside for the rats or something, or, I mean, they're really, I've kind of figured them out. I've been keeping those damn things for, I think almost five years I've had an ASF colony and like I was doing really good in the beginning and then it kind of dumped off. Uh, I had, 
um, I think like five bins and it was all from the same stock. So I think they got a little bit genetically depressed. And, uh, so this year I ended up, uh, throwing some new blood in there and I changed their diet up. I was just feeding them, uh, like, uh, some greens and, uh, like sunflower seeds and just, and I wasn't using a lot of the rodent pellet stuff just because it's really hard to get down here for like where I'm at for some reason. And so I decided to, uh, up the rodent pellet stuff, <clears throat> stuff, which they don't eat a lot of, but it's nice to have there when they want it, you know, and I'm using a uh, wild bird, uh, wild bird seed. And then, um, uh, and I'm mixing, uh, long cut oats, like you would feed a horse in with all that. And since I've done, since I've done that dietary shift and I've, it's uh added some new blood to the colony i've had a lot of uh reproduction I've, i had to i just had to cull like 40 of them two days ago just to like because they were getting too it's too much there's too many mm-hmm. of them i had to i had to cull them and throw them in the freezer so i don't remember do you feed a lot of those to your connection <clears throat> yeah yeah it's I, I i'm a big fan of varied diets man like i feed everything i've got asfs which is nice because i can supplement my feeder bill and it's a lot cheaper and then uh i always buy quail i do chicken uh rats mice uh reptilinks when i have the money to buy them (laughs) and uh stuff like that which i like reptilinks a lot it just gets a little pricey for the big snakes but i've never heard the term genetically depressed before (laughs) I get it, but yeah. just I had never heard it before. <laughs> it's funny. Um, also, little sidetrack, but I want to talk about that. Um, if you guys know Ezra on, I don't know his last name, like McDougal. McDougal, yeah. Yes. I know Ezra, Ezra McDougal on, on Facebook. He posted recently, like asking, like, what are your um, feeder bills? Um, and it, that was one of the most interesting snake related posts I've ever seen. Probably yeah. because I'm so psycho about like how much we spend on our She food. thinks we're like the end of the world. We're at well, like, I mean, it gets expensive, level. man. Well, it gets like, expensive. I kept thinking, you know, after, so we sold all our snakes pretty much. I'm like, oh, okay. We probably, you know, made like a decent little bit of money. But when I think about how much we spent on food, I'm like, no, Mm -hmm. there's no way we made any money. (laughs) We definitely are still in the negatives. Even though we had probably 80 snakes this year, I still think. Dude, you're letting out all the secrets for the new breeders. Yeah. We're still in eggs. But it was so interesting to see that post. Now, Obviously, everyone who commented has different snakes, but I think there was one person who said they spend like $2,000 a month. Yeah, if I ever got to that level, my wife would probably castrate me. It would not be a good deal. It would be really, really, really bad. No, uh, I'm telling you, like, I would say I I usually do two big orders uh, a year of frozen stuff, which is like quail, whatever, all that stuff. And then I supplement with ASFs, and each of my orders is between six and seven hundred dollars. Uh, and I usually do one in like December and one in July or something like that. That's and not bad. No, yeah. it's it's so it's like fourteen hundred bucks, and then add like another probably two to three hundred dollars in feed for the for the so like just about two grand a year I would say in in food, which uh, sounds yeah, outrageous. That, that sounds yeah. much more. <laughs> like it sounds outrageous for like 
I guess some of the people that listen, you know, that are just hot, like low, like they don't, they keep like five snakes. That's crazy, you know, but it's really not that bad considering like how large are some of the animals I keep and, and uh, what they require to live and, and reproduce and stuff. I think, I think it's pretty, it's, it's not too bad. So. Yeah. Especially for, uh, I mean, I guess you're lucky that Morelia can take big meals not very often or just not meals very sparsely in general. But once they get to adult size, yeah, it's it's pretty much maintenance until until like uh, pre and then right like right in the middle of breeding season for my females just because they're spring breeders. And I feel like I've had a lot of success with doing the whole like I've got most of my animals in a cycle now in my room, which is nice, uh, where I'm, uh, by October, uh, Halloween is the last time I feed anything. And then like anything pretty much, uh, the pop ones, I'll throw a couple meals to them like a l- every now and then, but it, their food tapers down quite a bit too. Uh, I let uh, November, everything is cleaning out. Temps are the same. And then December, I start to lower temps for about a week in the snake room. And then everything gets moved out in the garage and they get a six hour heat lamp and, and then they get whatever temperature it is in that garage for the next two months, you know, during the night. So, and it seems to be working for me pretty well, but, uh, I mean, it, uh, food cycling, I think is an important thing. And, and when I bring them back out, I always offer a small meal and then like a little bit of a larger meal. And I'll offer meals to my females until they show me that they don't want anything and they're going to lay eggs pretty much. That's, that's what I do. So. So during that time, are you having to call a lot more of your ESS just because you're not, you're feeding so much less? Uh, well in the winter time, because I've had, cause they are in my garage and, and it gets a little chilly in there. I run a space heater in there by the ASFs to kind of break the chill they're they're a, a warm climate species and so they really slow down in the reproduction in the winter time i'll get like a litter every now and then but in the spring and then in the fall they really ramp it up and so that's kind of when you want to put the food to them like crazy so that you can put stuff in the freezers for those slow times you know yeah that's when i mean we have the same thing is we're getting ready to breed now we need so many rodents i'm feeding females like twice a week craziness but yeah yeah but i mean it's the it's really if you sell snakes you make it back you may not make much on top of well it's it's do you make like you'll make it back but are you spending it on your rodents or are you spending it on other shit you know what i mean which all of us have a problem with that and uh oh yeah we're 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 buying snakes when we just got the snake money forgetting that we're not going to be selling snakes in January, yep. February. Yeah. <laughs> and then that's when we're going to have to pay all the rodent bills. Yep. So, yeah. Yeah. Only saying least, that cause we've done But again, it. at least we're not as bad as some people like Bill Steele said he spends $400 a week. I guess that's less than the other person. Well, he's got a lot of animals though. Like I forget his, how much he has in so there. big. He's got a lot. I mean, and it's not just in his in the garage. I mean, it's up in. He's got that whole other room upstairs. You know, he's got a oh, lot I of animals. I forgot about that. I was just thinking about the the out house. Yeah, an outhouse. I don't even know what you call that. It was a garage. The I think he converted it. <laughs> that De- makes it sound garage. So, I believe yeah. it would be called. Uh, okay, there you go. Uh, but yeah, like so, I should stop getting on you because people spend a lot more. But it just. 
pain. I mean, because we never really have to go to rats except for our pythons, and that's yeah. And the pines. We still have but... to pipe pinkies and stuff. Yeah, yeah. How's, so your, how's your guys' colony going? Uh, the mice are doing good, man. I well, I have really just one colony that keeps on laying. Mm-hmm. The others are still kind of growing up. They're all products of that colony. Okay. Um, I was keeping a separate one, but they just started kind of randomly dying off. Oh, mm. I don't know. Uh, I don't know. Well, well, one dropped dead, and then I was like, "All right, I'm going to feed these off." <laughs> <I've> <laughs> well, had, no, no, one dropped dead, and then another one did. But I think they like fought the. I don't know. I think they killed the other one because I just threw it in there. I don't yeah, know. Yeah, that's that's unfortunately a, a normal thing. <laughs> At least it, with ASFs, it's usually the females killing the males. Uh, a lot of times, like the ASFs, the males will be they'll breed for a while, but then they just get fat. And then they don't like you'll you'll be going in your drawers and you're looking at them you're like dude what is uh, you guys are making all these babies for two months and then nothing and the females have good weight and then you look at the male and he's so big you like can't even see his nuts in the back and you're like oh well I need to put a new male in there because he's getting fat and lazy you know but uh, a lot of times you put a new male in there and then the females aren't used to him they'll, he'll uh, or they'll chase him out and end up, if you don't get him out of there they'll end up killing him you go in there the next day and there's like a half eaten rat in there wow They're pretty savage savages yeah yeah <laughs> yeah jeez um, Ryan Cox asked uh, what's your opinion on the fat content of ASFs they're and definitely they, yeah sorry go ahead go no ahead. he just, just said um, he said he knows that some people say they only offer them on occasion yeah uh, like I said uh, I have a I offer varied diets for all my stuff like I'm not strictly just feeding uh, ASFs because they are I mean it's the it's the rodent equivalent to a stick of butter like it's they're very 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 fatty but that's good like for your breeding females and stuff like that it's a lot of nutrients um so it's i would say i wouldn't say i only feed them on occasion it's definitely a staple in my room but it's it's maybe every third or fourth feeding you know it's not all the time now i do have my uh, brisbans are pretty much hooked on asfs and they'll eat like quail and stuff every once in a while but if you throw like a european rat in there they're like what is this shit get this away from me i don't want this so i do have i do have one pair that are that are pretty stuck on them but i would say that that's uh not typically the norm i all my other stuff i can feed them and feed them other stuff and it's no big deal so yeah i don't know if people like realize at first how important it is to switch up as far as you can utilize the fat content and the prey that you're giving during certain times of year. So like obviously right out of brumation, once we build them up to like adult mice, we go small mice and medium mice and adult Mm -hmm. mice. And then if a female's still a little bit lean, you'll hit them with like a small rat and then that will usually get them up pretty yeah. you know a lot quicker and if they don't need that then just keep them on mice or something like that so i'm sure there's an equivalent to that with pythons you know that you do as far as fat content goes yeah and also like a young asf isn't really that fat like they only get real fatty i would say the for the most part the the uh, adult breeders yeah they're super super fatty but like i'm calling them at like a what you would call probably a lot uh not a breeder mouse, but like a large mouse, not quite that fat extra jumbo mouse, but just a, a skosh under that is pretty much what I'm, what I'm, uh, whacking them on the head and toss them in the freezer at. So, uh, 
they're not very chunky at that point. They're still kind of a lean rodent. Uh, but if you let them get to like a full, big, mature animal, yeah, they're a really, really fatty animal. It's like a hamster. They look like a hamster with a rat tail. Oh, that's pretty chunk. Yeah. They look aggressive. They seem. Uh, well, I have pretty much bred all the aggression out of my colony until I put this new blood in there. And one of the females I got, uh, she was an adult when I got her, and she's just hyper-aggressive, but I needed that new blood to kind of get things going, and she's still alive in there. And when I have people, when I go out of town or whatever to take care of the rats, I'm like, hey, this bin, get the stick. Like, don't mm-hmm. open that bin. With, she'll come out and bite the crap out of you. Like, she's aggressive as hell. She's right there. She knows when you come into the room, and she sits up right underneath the wood so you can't see her but her nose is like right at the edge of the the black like cement mixing tub and you go to pull it out and she like hungry hippos your ass like and and it's not pleasant so uh uh she'll be getting cold here pretty soon she's about to the point of being retired but i had to i had like i was kind of forced to use her because i needed the new blood and so now i have to start uh when i see aggressive animals i just start having to kill them and get that out of there but i would say like a lot of my old stock is really chill you could pick them up and they won't do anything they're not going to bite you or anything they get a really bad rap and some of it's justified but i think just like anything you can breed it out you know so and they're i mean they're supposed to be like less smelly alternative they right, as far as rodents go or i can tell you that i've been in a lot of rodent rooms oh, sorry austin you were just muted for a second because joe is ridiculous Am I good? Okay. Yeah, yeah, you're good. Uh, I I can tell you I've been in a lot of rodent rooms and like you're, I would say mice are probably the worst in my opinion. Like as far as smell, just because of the urea, like that that is a pretty rough smell. Rats are pretty gross too. Uh, and usually uh, anybody that I've talked to says they clean once a week typically, and I can get away with not cleaning the ASFs for two weeks before I'm like, I'll walk into the garage and I'm like, Oh, it kind of smells like rats in here. I should clean, you know? Whereas if you did that with a, a mouse colony, you'd probably be, you'd be like, uh, this is rancid. Like it, it it's, yeah, it, I would say they're much cleaner. They have a little area that they use as a, like a latrine. They go to the bathroom in one spot in the, in the tub and stuff like that. So I don't I mean, I haven't kept anything else. I've only been around people to keep them. And I can tell you that they definitely, even at their foulest, don't smell as foul as some of the other rodents. Yeah, I think even just at, like, on a small scale, like, where we both simply, like, pretty much just have one rack. That has... I, Yeah, I've got two, but, yeah, I'm breeding for myself, essentially. I'm not breeding for any kind of mass production for anybody else. Yeah, and we have... I have... have you built yours, or did you buy yours? Someone built them, and I bought them. Uh, I didn't feel like doing it. Usually, you guys know me, I build all my stuff, but uh, I didn't feel like messing with that, honestly. <laughs> Gotcha. I was. We've been. We need another one. I yeah. just was trying to see if it's cheaper to build it. Well, I think it's. Cool. I, I think it's a wash, honestly. Like I picked mine up for two hundred and ten bucks, and that was for two of them. And if you go to build two of them, you're probably going to spend about two hundred and ten bucks on materials. So it just depends. If you can get a good enough deal and pick one up that someone already made, I'd say do that because it's a lot less work for yourself. But yeah, I think I I paid. 
80 or something for hours. And it was like, if I, if I parted it out, it would have been like $120 or something yeah, if I decided yeah, to build yeah. it myself. So, really? and I don't Isn't have to waste my time. Four screwed together. It's well, they can be as complex as you want them to be. Like this one has separated, you know, like the water mesh and the, where the food goes, if that makes any sense. It has like that, it has a wood yeah. that basically partitions. I could show you guys goes, mine if you want to see it. I'll show it yeah. to you what I got. Go for it. While we're walking, Evan wants me to tell you that he will help you build his your extended snake room. For male sexual room. favors. No, for bread lie. Oh, no. I mean, uh, I heard you. Oh. I'm, I, I just give me a second to reply, but yeah. So this is, I'll show you the mean female. Give me a second. She's right here. She's freaking waiting for me. You, you see her right there? She will bite the crap out of you. I know there's a little baby right there. But, yeah, I mean, and I've got mine set up in like a, it's like, it's a bucket that's, that's all got the water tubes oh, fed down and all that that's stuff. That's so smart. Instead How often of do you have to replace that bucket or fill it uh, I usually, like, it's it never, uh, it's never empty when I replace it. I just replace it when I, when I clean. So once every two weeks, it's usually, it's a two and a half gallon bucket. And, uh, I replace it whenever I clean and just, and even if it's not, a like super dirty, uh, I'll just go ahead and replace it just because I mean, fresh water is good for everything. Right. Even our rodents. So, you know, I, I don't know, man. I, I, I dig it. I was, I was, before I did the like uh, the new blood and changed their diet up and they really weren't producing, I was almost done. I was almost just like, I don't know if I want to do this anymore. I've been doing it for five years and they're not breeding anymore. And I just, I almost gave up and I said, let me give it one more shot and just try a couple new things. And if it doesn't work, then I'll get rid of them, you know, and it ended up working. So we'll just keep going, I guess. Five more years. <laughs> That's uh, talking about building stuff, but the cages behind you, obviously yeah. you built all of those. Mm -hmm. So what is kind of the connection between why do you like to build a lot of your own stuff? The man, the man. Well, there's a multiple, there's a lot of reasons for that. Uh, I like building my own stuff because I like building stuff a lot. Like I enjoy the, the, the process, you know, plus it's, it's got a nice furniture finish, you know, it looks, it doesn't look like a PVC cage, but there's nothing wrong with them. I like the way that looks too, but this is like my place. I go like to chill and I want it to look how I want it to look. And, uh, so I like building and I like being able to dictate exactly the way I want it to look on the inside, the things I want to offer the animal. Um, uh, yeah, and it's and it's it's I would say it's just a little bit cheaper, not very much. It's a little bit cheaper and a hell of a lot faster. That's really what it is. It's a speed thing. I can't wait six months to get a damn cage. I'm not doing that shit. Sorry, but it's it. That's one of the things that frustrates the hell out of me is the lead times on these cages, because you know that they're making money hand over fist. Like they're those cages are expensive. And you'd think like, hey, let's invest a little bit more into another CNC machine. Maybe crank out a few more of these things. You know, and press an extra button every once in a while. Yeah, like what the fuck is going on? But 
Yeah, I, I, it's just a speed thing, really. I, uh, that's probably the number one reason. I want it, and I want it now. And usually I'm getting animals, and I need to build something real quick. And I can put one of these together in a week, whereas you got to wait, uh, I mean, at the minimum two weeks for something if you're lucky. You know, so now there's certain things that I would uh, buy over build. Uh, I'm not a big fan of building rack systems. I don't like it. It's they, it's too finicky. I don't. I, it has to be too right. I worried like snakes are gonna get out. Yeah, and... exactly. And so uh, the this wall across from me, which is the wall that's built uh, that splits my garage, I'm actually about to move the pop-on cage is on that wall up against the exterior garage door that's all insulated and stuff. And, uh, uh, this whole wall is going to be nothing but, uh, hatchling and grow out racks. And I will be buying those just because they're a little bit more readily available. The lead time's not as long and it's a lot less hassle for me, you know, but as far as like big cages, I really like building them and it's a lot faster. So that's, does that mean it. you have to give up on the couch? Yeah, the couch is gone. Unfortunately, it's gonna have to leave. Uh-huh. I, I, I'm at the point of like, I had to choose pop ones or the couch, and pop ones won. Honestly, <laughs> so. Oh, it's such a hangout spot, though. I love your snake yeah. room. Yeah, I'm. I'm gonna bring a chair in here, and hell, if if uh, uh, I end up knocking the wall out, the couch may come back. I'm not getting rid of it, but it's not gonna be in here anymore which sucks because it's such a comfortable couch. It's like from 1972. It's <laughs> like it absorbs you and you're just like, <sighs> pass out in there. It's nice. Yeah. I think that's like one of my favorite things is that you have a very man cave snake, uh, room. snake room. Yeah. You definitely combine yeah. the two. That's my spot. This is where I come to get my head right. You know, sometimes you got to do that. And that's, this is my spot. Everything else in my house is the female domain. I've got two Besides daughters. The backyard, man. Well, yeah, but that's like a farm. That's, that's, that's like where I have to go to do work. That's not, <laughs> that's like cleaning chicken shit and dealing with bees and, and What's all that up with stuff. The new bees? Yeah. Tell us about this. What yeah. inspired well, to do this? My my grandfather, since I was a little kid, he had chickens and he always had bees. And so I kind of grew up around it. And when I went up there last summer, he's like, hey, I made you something. And he made me a hive. He made me a bee box. And uh, it was obviously too late in the season. You have to get bees in the spring. So I had to like sit with his bee box in my backyard for a whole year just looking at it like, man, I wish I had some bees. And uh, I finally pulled the trigger in December and I got uh, – a lot of people keep Italian bees, which is a more common bee to keep. I got these ones that are, uh, they're called Buckfast bees and they're a little bit more expensive, but they're, uh, they're a hardier bee. And, um, they, uh, were developed by like monks in the UK and stuff. So it's kind of got a cool story, but, uh, they're not really aggressive. There's pretty chill bees and, uh, we'll see. It's just kind of a new thing. I'm going to test it out. I, man, I got my hands in all kinds of stuff. I just, I don't like being bored, so I, I I get a little stir crazy. So I gotta have twenty things. I gotta have a lot of plates spinning at one time, or else I'll go crazy. Do you have a bee suit? I I have a bee uh like half suit. I don't have pants, but I've got like from the waist up. I so I wear I just wear like my work pants from Duluth that are real thick. And, uh, as long as you're not dealing with like aggressive ass bees, they're not trying to mess with you. So 
I mean, you can walk around them with nothing on as long as you're not beating on the bee box. You can just walk around. They're not going to sting you or anything as long as you're leaving them alone. But uh, you go in there without one on and you're, like, moving stuff around. You might get whacked a couple times. I went in there uh, two days ago, and so I just got them, like, a week ago. But I went in there two days ago to refill all their feed and stuff, and I put this new, like, pollen supplements to help them build up their honeycombs and stuff in there. And I got them pretty pissed off, and they were like, like kamikaze whacking into the side of the the bee net, and like zip, whack, whack, like they were hitting me hard. I was like, man, I'm glad I have this thing on because I definitely would be getting stung right now. But uh, how do you even feed cool. bees? What do you feed them? Uh, just it's uh, you get like cane sugar, and you do a fifty fifty ratio, and so you get a big pot, and you put the however much water to however much sugar you do fifty fifty, and you not quite boiling but you kind of get it to where it's almost boiling and get all the sugar dissolved and let it cool down and you get jars and you fill them up with it twist the lid on and you have small little holes and just flip them upside down and inside the bee box and it creates a vacuum so it's just like a little drip and they go up there and they eat it and or bring it down to the hive and stuff and you don't have to do that all the time just when you're establishing them it's a nice little supplement to uh, make it so it's easier for them to build their hive and stuff do you need and to in like, the make sure that you have a queen or something like that? Like how does yeah. the hierarchy work? Yeah, you have a queen. So it's it's mailed to you in like a – it's called a nook. And it's this box that's probably like a foot by 10 inches by 10 inches. And there's 500 bees in it. And then there's a queen in a little, a little box that's like the size of a Bic lighter. And you staple that box on the inside of the hive. And then you shake all the bees into the hive. And – you let her stay in the box for like two days so that the bees get used to her because they've never been around her besides being shipped. So what they do is they take a queen from one hive and then they'll take 500 bees from another, stick them in a box and send them to you. And so they're not used to her being your queen. So you got to give them a couple days or their queen. So you got to give them a couple days to like get used to it. Then you go back in there and pop the cork on the end of the queen box and she'll come out and they usually clip her wings and then they mark her uh, with a color for uh, whatever the year is. So there's a is color. Is this that fucking you Lion King, dude? What are you explaining right now? <laughs> what the fuck? This is crazy. Yeah, it's uh, it's pretty crazy, man. But it, it, I think it's going to be cool to have my own honey and stuff. I, I, I think it would be pretty neat. I just imagine her like walking out of the thing uh, and they all part ways. <laughs> Uh, yeah it's it they it just takes some time for them to get used to it really is all it is but shipping bees sounds like such a difficult task to me it, it probably isn't i'm just thinking of it way too much but i'm just like getting them in a how do you get them easily in a box like it's I guess like a, it's like a them? it's a wood frame it's a wood frame box and it's it's got like a mesh netting so it's all like open to the air so it, it's kind of weird calling it a box it would be like a like, screen like, do like, like this, and sometimes they and ship like it? crickets in those, like things yeah. like that. Yeah, I mean, kind of like that, but it's a little bit more sturdy because if it opens up, it, that UPS dude's gonna be pissed <laughs> the fuck off, right? But uh, <laughs> he got so I opened the door, he knocked on the he knocked on the door and set it on my on my uh step, and he goes, Hey man, I got your bees. Like, <laughs> like what the he looked at me like, What the fuck? but uh, yeah. that'd be so pissed like yeah i i always kind of bitch at fedex people like they mishandle reptiles and stuff like that but 
if they feel the same way about, I mean, be, yeah, some people probably think the same way about bees well, as they do reptiles imagine, and vice versa. So. Imagine being the imagine being the UPS guy that like goes into work and you're like crazy allergic to bees and you're like, fuck, this is in my truck today. Come on, guys. <laughs> like but, there's a, there's no filtering if you have a bee allergy or not. You're yeah. getting that package of bees. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. Uh, what did you say Evan said? I forgot to hit on that. What did you say he said whenever I was uh, walking into the rat? He'll help you um, expand your snake room and he'll work for bread lie babies. <laughs> yeah, we could maybe work something out. That'd, that'd be all right. And He's been Earth. talking a lot. He's talked to me about it quite a few times, but getting getting some bread lie. And then earlier, uh, Brandon Wheeler commented and said you have a very nice beard there and asked if you have to flat iron it to get it looking so good. Nope, nope. You made it sound a lot creepier than his intention Uh, in the comment. I need to make that clear. No, I don't flat iron it. (laughs) How how should I have said it? You put it across like he was hitting on Austin. Oh, I thought it was funny. I know, Brandon. He's not hitting on me. I just take really hot showers and it like makes it kind of not be all frizzy and then i put a bunch of beard oil in it and then comb it and brush it out that's all i do the more you know yeah <laughs> now i have seen though i have seen those uh have you seen those brushes that are like a heated brush that dudes are using on their beard to like make it longer oh they're like they're, i'm like dude how what are you doing man <laughs> weren't you what like growing hell? a beard to be manly and now you're flat ironing it yeah or? yeah 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 I, I just grew a beard because I didn't want to shave anymore after I got out of the Navy. And then but, you changed your name to Rage Beard Reptiles, and now you have to have a beard forever. Yeah, exactly. It's never going anywhere, which I don't <laughs> think a uh, bald head and no beard with my face structure would look very good. So, uh, yeah. <laughs> have you ever rocked just beard and no mustache? Uh, no, because I'm not Amish. <laughs> yeah, if you want to look, if you want to look like a fucking weirdo, real quick. <laughs> Why don't you just get rid of the whole beard and put no. the mutton chops in the fucking mustache while you're at it? But uh, no, I like my mustache a lot. But uh, I don't think I would get rid of. How can it. I, I repel Katie to the nth degree? <laughs> yeah, she would. She would. If I shaved my mustache and just had a beard, she she'd be like, "What the fuck are you doing? What are I you doing?" I just want to know what it would look like. I'm very interested. I would look like I should be driving a covered wagon with some donkeys pulling it. <laughs> hey man, you can move like a few miles away from here. Oh yeah, you guys got a lot of those up there, right? A lot of those. A lot of those. <laughs> Not exactly in Philly, but yeah, those. But not no, too far away. Don't worry, yeah, my, buddy, my buddy, my buddy. That was a good one. My my buddy lives up in. I got a Navy buddy lives up in Pittsburgh, and there's a lot of them like up north around there, and like in the West Virginia area and stuff. And you just be driving around, and you're like, "What the hell? Oh, damn! There's an Amish person. <laughs> Never seen one of those exist? in my life before." <laughs> but. <laughs> Yeah, I'm going to try to come up that way. I think maybe for Carpet Fest. I don't know. We'll see. So many people coming up, man. It would be crazy. You guys got anybody staying with you? Uh, Ryan Cox is so far. That's, That's it. The only I call I that... dibs if, if I come up. I'm, oh, I'm for sure. Up there. I'm staying with you guys because I don't want to pay for a hotel and I want to hang. So Definitely. We got the space. We actually like have a house-ish now. It's <laughs> exciting. You can sleep in a snake room, which I'm sure you don't have an issue with. 
No. Besides the 80 bother. degree one over there. No. Yeah, I don't want that one. I don't want that one. <laughs> Our stairs all. are also like a fucking death wish, so. Just mm. good luck anyone ever getting up and down the stairs. Yeah, we've checked up our stairs multiple times. Are you guys in an actual house now, or like is it like what We're is in it a, a row house? house. Okay, okay. So I mean, it's like half a house. <laughs> I don't know. It's three bedrooms, two snake. What three Philly-sized bedrooms? It's a, it's but, a yeah. lot better than an apartment, right? It's like the same shit, different place. Honestly, we we have more space here. But, but then yeah, that's pretty much what I was getting at. Because our bedrooms were bigger than the other one, and our bathrooms were bigger. But it's just like it's Philly, so it's built in like before 1920. So <laughs> so everything's a little off. Like they don't yeah. really have standard sizes for stuff. So that's why the stairs are extremely short, and like the doors are crooked and and the bed the, what we're in right now is supposed to be a bedroom and it's definitely smaller than your snake room like oh damn i mean my I also, not tiny but yeah damn i also dropped a snake and it just went crawling into a crack that i didn't know existed because there's cracks everywhere yeah the, the floor <laughs> and just, the molding between the floorboard and, the, and then there's holes and the, yeah it's it's old it's, there's holes i didn't know existed until they were brought to my attention so I had uh, one of those corns that I produced last year, which I was a little irritated with. It was a pretty cool motley. Uh, it was a butter motley. And it, like, my wife came in, Katie came in here, and she she started talking to me while I'm, like, trying to assist feed the snake. And it, it like, flails. And, and I'm like, it's just because I wasn't paying attention to what I was doing. It hits the ground. I see it. And I swear to God, the damn thing disappeared. It was just gone. I'm, like, pulling furniture out. I'm like, where the hell did this thing go? And, like, two months later, I, I look, and, you know, I've got that uh, the insulation on my garage, the, the foil stuff, the bubble stuff. I look on the tape, and I'm like, oh, there's a petrified corn snake stuck on the tape of my – and it's just, like, mummified, perfect, red. Like, you know, I, was, I, was, uh, I was mad, but, I mean, shit happens, right? So – Especially, I don't know, like, there's probably other people who, who understand, but, like, the small snakes, man, you got a hundred a hundred of them, and just the, the possibility of one, we have this Everglades jump, jump out, and then just, like, it's like he was abducted from an alien ship, yeah. he just fucking, yeah. he floated into the heater of all things, <laughs> never to be fucking seen. Yep, it's, like, it's weird, man. How? I had this one, so I, I hadn't, you know, that wall that I've got that where all my babies are, the little alcove mm-hmm. that sticks in. So I didn't, I didn't have that whole, uh, that whole wall sealed. There's just like a little, this tiny little crack where the drywall met the, the wood paneling. And I, it was like a year ago, I was feeding uh, neonates uh, bread lye, and I turn around to grab like a spray bottle to clean the cage. I turn back, and its head's like in the crack. And it's bot, and I'm like, oh hell no! And I grab its tail, and I'm like holding on to it. The thing's like fighting me. I'm trying not to hurt it, and I'm just like, just give up, man. Just quit twisting your neck and just give up. It was like a seriously like 35 minutes of me just holding this little baby snake. I wasn't pulling on it or anything, just waiting for it to like just get exhausted essentially, and like, oh, and and finally it happened. But it was just 35 minutes of me looking like an asshole because I didn't seal that gap on my wall. And yeah, lesson learned though. I'm, it's, it's sealed now, so 
we should That's probably do worst. that just go around around molding and steal everything but then i'm like but i can't this like, place like yeah <laughs> i'm like i don't want to i'm gonna go around with a cop the gun just <laughs> filling up I mean, everything at least at least in your snake rooms it may not be a big deal cock's pretty cheap so i mean but it's, it's like it's like even like cracks in the fucking wood floor and yeah. like some real sketchy it's very interesting it's just old <laughs> it's just old and the owners here just like have no concern for it you know how most places when you move out they're like oh you have to fill all the holes in the walls and everything yeah, yeah, and make yeah, yeah, it yeah. look better no shot no <laughs> shot there was there's hold ever and when we moved in we were like oh yes like we get a basement so much storage half the basement literally half the basement is filled with old people's shit what like, and they just leave it there just left just left there. Yep. Did you go yeah. through it and find some cool treasure? I was about to say, now some things have worked <laughs> There's out. There's like a dude's high school ring. That's about it. No, so, we got that window unit, the window AC unit oh, yeah, we got from down there. Um, I feel like we got like a, a random like furniture, like a couple chairs, some lights. <laughs> right. Random. Hey, ch- man. It's weird. Backyard furniture. Yeah, the a shed. The shed back there, completely full. We got we got so much rain. So it's like it's been good, but also like what the hell why would you just leave this and it's the owner just doesn't give a shit he's like it'll be there for the next person just leaves it all that's crazy man that's insane yeah so is that that is that the same place that you first is that the initial place you guys moved into okay yeah i knew that there was some shit with that but i didn't know if you guys had just decided to stay or what (laughs) we would not be having this podcast if we had decided the sirens coming through (laughs) no we would not i'm saying we wouldn't be alive Uh, that's a stretch Uh, pretty rough pretty rough pretty rough i only got I only got threatened with violence once with a, oh shit with a weapon. That's but it. you were there for three days. <laughs> yeah, in just three to five days somewhere. Wow, that's crazy, man. It was. But you guys annoying. got into you guys got into that place sight unseen, didn't you? Yep, never again. No. I seen yeah. the sight then. <laughs> good. I literally once I got up here, like my mom and I drove down the street. We're like, oh my god, no. Like, wouldn't have worked for a day. There's just like, trash all over. I mean, the corner is a, like, empty lot, and it's So, if people don't gone. know, we we got a, an apartment. We lived in Texas, and then we moved to Philly, and then we basically got a house on a row that was controlled by a crack boss named Big Daddy. Well, his name wasn't oh. really Big Daddy, but I Damn. named his name Big Daddy because I like it. <laughs> and then, and oh, then his yeah. helper used to sweep the sidewalks, and I used to call him Crazy Eddie. And he Crazy had Eddie boil. had a boil on his neck. Oh, would, man. Sometime liquids would protrude. Oh, yuck. <laughs> yuck. And he decided to, to ask me if I had any poisonous reptiles for him to keep. And, <laughs> uh, nah. Spad. That was when I was leaving, but it was a... It was an experience. That was like literally within five days, man. We were gone. We got this place, and um, that's good, man. That's good. It was not. It was so bad. It was <laughs> so bad. bad. I was hey. freaking out, like, because she wasn't here yet, and I was had to be here. And I mean, he drove twenty-two hours to get here, moved into this place, and you know he was exhausted after that, and he still was like, "I don't know." If well, I, I had to asleep. call. I had to call her. I had to call her and be like, I don't know what I do here. Like, 
I'm not a call the cops kind of person. That seems like a bad idea. And then you guys were yeah. like, call the cops. So then I, I must have been tired. So that's why I did. Otherwise, I would not have done that. That's the worst thing to do. That no, was I told you to call the cops. I immediately put me on the radar. And that's why I was threatened with gun violence. Because yes. 50% yes. of murders in Philadelphia are unsolved. And they figured they'd play are the fucking odds. Are you sure about that statistic? 100%. Google. Google. So you, what you're telling me is, is it looked like the outskirts of New Orleans? Is what you're telling me? It looked like if the outskirts of New Orleans no, took a shit. It was, but oh, like damn. New Orleans people are not so brazen as they are here. But that's across Philly. People are very bold. Like in New Orleans, I would not walk around and just see like kids. You can do out some smoking. weird shit. Yeah, here, like, here without getting noticed. Do, they're a lot more bold and out there. In New Orleans, really? yeah, crack house, but. It, it doesn't come outside the crack house usually. Okay. That's fair. <laughs> Our crack houses are but more now, spill into the streets. Now here. where we live, <laughs> it's a much better area filled with old people who yell at me about my parking nice. and about us picking up the dog poop in our own backyard. People who can't mind their fucking business. Yeah. That's crazy. That's nuts. That's part of the reason I want to move out of out of where I'm at and just move into some get some land. I don't like everybody. Imagine if we had fucking chickens. But you have the best neighbor. Oh well, yeah, I've got one awesome neighbor that's like family. But I'll just take him with me, make him move out there. We'll buy a big plot of land together, and he can have a house (laughs) on one side and I'll have a house on the other. So people don't know Austin is a neighbor. They pretty much like just keep an open fence policy between their yards and like. Random dogs will come in from the neighbor, <laughs> and they just kind of share each other's stuff. Yeah, yeah. We're like family. They're really good people. He's actually uh, part. He he's part owner of, my, of the Pop One project that I've got going on. And he's uh, the owner of a door that you should be careful when you're walking through it when you're. Driving. Oh my god. <laughs> <laughs> You should tell that story. I'm I'm surprised I even said anything. I mean, <laughs> I didn't even remember it. You forgot. Oh, you forget everything. Um, it was Austin's. What was it for? It was literally was like a year, year ago. Was yeah, it a graduation my, party? Yeah, yeah, was, yeah. When I graduated, yeah. It was Austin's graduation party. Someone made some really good sangria. I don't know. <laughs> it was Diana, made. Doug's wife, my neighbor's wife. And shots were involved, and um, yeah, there was a sliding glass door. <laughs> and she straight up, full speed, walked into it. Just <laughs> the damn glass went wah, 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 wah. Like, like you could hear the whole party could hear it. And Everyone stopped. turned and looked at me. Everyone. <laughs> like My there was no was slowdown. Bleeding. Yeah, nose is bleeding. Yeah. It was good. Thank God it was I good didn't stuff. get two black eyes. I'm glad that the glass didn't break and it wasn't worse than it was. Like that you didn't. I cried so much. I like. I would have sure if I'd be cried if I'd broken the glass. Like would have. Oh, I would have been so embarrassed. I don't know if I would. You have been more. Um... Oh wow! So Harper apparently, which is Austin's daughter. Oh hey, Katie. She wow. re- she remembered that out of everything. Harper. <laughs> Yeah, she, you're pretty much just the the girl who ran into the glass door to Harper. That's pretty well. Wow, Harper. I thought we spent a lot more uh, memorable times together, but okay. That's a pretty memorable event, I think. <laughs> That's pretty much it. <laughs> uh, but 
Yeah. Um, that was pretty good. But you know what's funny? One. Total side story. I just have to do, say this. Um, my school that I work at is new, and we recently had like um, our like inspection or whatever to get fully whatever I were to say, like we're a school and everything. And one of the violations we got was that we have two doors in our school that are like mostly windows and just trimmed around like wood. Uh And supposedly in schools, if you have doors like that, you have to have a piece of paper on the door to show kids that it's a door and so that they don't try to walk through it. Oh, <laughs> I just I'm also I'm also looking for ridiculous that we got a violation for that and that we equate nah. children to drunk adults or birds. I'm I'm I mean, a, ch- a child is kind of like a drunk adult. I mean, <laughs> I'm looking for if I'm looking for a preschool, I want it to have closed walls. I don't want windows from <laughs> the ceiling to the floor. Get the fuck out of here. I want my kid. <laughs> I want my kid in the basement somewhere playing with Lego. I don't want them out on display for all the weirdos down in fucking Bella Vista where you're still in the Yeah, but I just thought that was So funny. violation so yeah, for That's the only time I've exposure. run into a sliding glass door, and I hope it hey, be the last. You gotta, hey, as far as running into sliding glass doors, you got a 10 out of 10. I don't, I don't Unless know you broke could... the glass like Shaq. That would be no, that would be worse. That would yeah. be clear. It was yeah. just the right amount of like funny and pain. That's it wasn't true. Like, too yeah. much pain I, or disaster. Yeah, I think it was perfect. I don't know that it could have been any better than that. Like, cause if it would have broke, I would have been really scared for your safety because <laughs> I'm sure that that's not safety glass. Our houses are built in 1950, so like, <laughs> there's a your, in between the panes. Like, yeah, like, probably could have cut your nose off or something. So. And we would have been drunk and then we would have tried to do something about it and like try to fix it or do it would yeah, have been it would have been, yeah, it would have been a bad deal. Uh so uh what more about our parties. Uh well, we, my way of saying we miss you and we wish you we live closer to Dallas still. Yeah, I, I miss you guys too. Uh so so does Katie. We talk about you guys quite a bit. Um you want to talk about Pop One Pythons? <laughs> <laughs> Do we have to? <laughs> I guess. <laughs> so you just got a new uh, pair. Well, yeah. Well, I got two females because one of the males that I picked up two years ago, or one of the females I picked up two years ago, started blowing sperm plugs all over the place on in December. So I've got a giant male, and then a year, like a two-year-old male that's CBB, and then. I picked up a female that's about two years old uh, from a show. She was in pretty rough shape. Uh, it was at a, uh, a importer at whatever uh, table, and she was like, skin was like, you know how their skin looks all like weird, like that weird sheen that it gets, and you can tell this animal is like dehydrated as hell, you know. And uh, so I picked her up for. I think 600 bucks and I knew that I was probably gonna have to spend another four just to get her like squared away, got her through the deworming process. And then, uh, she ended up getting a respiratory infection and had to take her to the vet. And then right around 300, $400 later, she seems to be doing well now. Uh, and then I picked up a, a long-term captive female from, uh, Kevin, uh, Walensky, who I who bred the uh, captive born bred male, uh, 
and she'll be here tomorrow. So I've got to do some cage building this weekend. So is he producing them on a consistent basis? No, uh, he's produced eggs twice. As far as I know, uh, the first time he had, it was a failure. I don't think they made it any, I, I, I don't think that they made it through incubation and then, uh, or he was there a day late or something like that after they had laid. It was something like that. The eggs just didn't make it. And then the second time, I think they laid, he said they laid like between 10 or 12, and then like four of them uh, passed, and he got the eight, or I think it's like eight. He got eight out of that clutch, and that's what my male is. And uh, he had he tried to put that same male and female together this last, this the seat, this, uh, not this season, but the season before last, and she attacked him and uh, and wasn't having anything to do with it. And if you know about Apodora, they eat each other. So, so he had to get involved, and and I'm sure with how strong they are, that was not a fun thing at all. Uh, I don't know. I mean, they're strong. Like they're so strong, and I can't even like trying to separate two of them you'd have to just spray them down with rubbing alcohol or something. I don't know any, cause you're not going to try to pull them off of each other. It's not going to happen. And even there's such a high possibility of you getting. Oh yeah. Oh, exactly. Well, yeah. I mean, in that particular situation, I don't know that I'd be thinking about myself too much. I'd, I'd be like, no, no, don't kill each other. Years but, of hard work. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, I, I picked up that female kind of like I, I knew that it was going to be the not the long-term captive but the one at the show just because you don't see them you know and I feel like if you're getting into this stuff you sh- you kind of should know like hey I'm gonna have to be taking this thing to a vet probably especially in the shape she was in she was she was severely dehydrated I soaked her and all that stuff and she got she's been feeding even through her respiratory infection fed like a champ just like like crazy but uh and i got the whole i did the i I got a culture done and it was nothing in her uh lower respiratory tract it was all up in the like sinuses and stuff so i lucked out with that i'm I'm happy about that she's kind of bounced back Uh, i named her rita baloo i don't know the reference yeah me either Rita Ballou is a it's a Guy Clark country song or it's it's a it's a character from a country song and uh, it's a really like super Texas like like honky tonky song and I, I just kind of thought it was cool so have you ever heard wow that's over our heads I didn't... yeah we don't you know we don't do country too hard no I know he, I know he barely does it I could I could delve into it but I don't know any guy Clark. I didn't know I didn't know Guy Clark until I started hanging out with Doug and he introduced him to me I didn't know him either so there you go some validation and then that's the worst I'm being bad about staying on track this episode, but it's okay because Austin's our friend. I have to bring up (laughs) this song that Joe was listening to the other day called Snake Farm. Oh, yeah. Yeah. That is one of the most ridiculous songs I've ever heard. Super ridiculous. (laughs) He was like in the shower, like singing it along with it, like so into it. And I I opened the door to the bathroom. I'm like, what the hell are you listening to? It's a mixture between, it's like such a silly song, but such a good song. Yeah. 
which yeah. is silly song at the same time. No, ninety percent silly song. <laughs> it's definitely a silly song, but it's funny. They play it on the radio sometimes. I've heard it on the radio. Really? Yeah, yeah. Definitely nowhere besides Texas, though. I've never heard it anywhere besides here. So yeah, I don't think so. Because <laughs> it's so ridiculous. Why? It's was that super ridiculous. <laughs> I wish it's, we had like a switchboard and one of the buttons was snake farm. So we farm. could just play sweet snake farm right you now. You should, should figure it out. That should be a goal by the end of this year. You should figure that shit out. Should that be That'd our be intro funny. song, Snake Farm? <laughs> 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 yeah, that's the worst. Okay, sorry. It's a little tangent. You can get back to actual No, that was good. Now. That was good. Five months. Uh, well, I recently... Uh, Picked up a uh, male uh, Amazon tree boa. Mm. Ooh, yeah, it's a it's a red face. Uh, he's got he's his body's red. His head's kind of like a light orange. So I don't know, but seems to be doing pretty well. Uh, he's super super not a uh, you don't touch. He he's not a handleable snake at all, at all. He'll shit all over you and bite you, but. Uh, He's uh, he's it's he's pretty cool though. I've got him in a display cage in my living room. Katie allows that because he's. Pretty. You had him like where the where the emerald was. Uh yeah, the emerald the emerald was in a uh, tub like inside that enclosure. But yeah, that same little box that I built for the emerald that didn't ever work out. So super pissed off about that. I mean, yeah. I was super super pissed off about that. But what do you expect, right? Do you have do you have any I want to talk about the Amazon but do you ever want to get another emerald? Oh, definitely. It's going to happen. I just Or do you I, want it to be a basin? Uh it'll be a basin. I'm going to my goal is to hopefully reproduce poplins and then use the money that I get from some of the poplins to buy into a basin project. Uh I like caninus but uh it's just uh, uh, I don't know. I don't know. They're just th- that whole regurg syndrome shit is it's it's annoying. Real man, it's super annoying. I'm not even gonna lie to you. It's it's beat your head against the wall, like piss you off, annoying. But uh, I, I I still like them, and I'm not saying I wouldn't keep caninus. It would have to be uh, captive, born and bred if I ever did it again. But um, uh, definitely not another wild caught. You know. I, I got that one and it was pretty good for, I mean, when you got, you guys saw it, it was still very healthy. It was handling meals. And then it just, just like what they say, freaking like three months into having it all of a sudden. And then I had it puked for like eight months. I tried all kinds of different Mm -hmm. stuff and I just went in there one day and it was rolled upside down off the perch and dead. So yeah, I guess that's part of it. It's really irritating though. I guess, but yeah, that sucks that it's like something that is so commonly seen yet completely misunderstood at least as far as like uh does anyone have any idea what causes it and it's, how to uh, treat it? Avian chlamydia is what it is and it's a lot of importers uh feed their feed these little baby snakes uh uh they'll be importing birds and stuff and if a bird dies, they'll feed it to the snake because waste not, want not, right? Well, that's where they get it from, at least. Uh, I, and I have a very rudimentary understanding of it. I Just from speaking to Harlan Wall over the phone, he helped me try to 
get her sorted out. And it just, he, it's like a 20% chance that if you treat them the way that he talked to me about treating them, that they'll even bounce back. You know, he's, he's, he was very helpful, but I mean, it, it's just a snake to snake basis. Some of them can handle and bounce back and some of them, they're just destined for, for the trash, you know, I mean, that's, is it just some type of crazy regimen of antibiotics or what? Is yeah, it? it's 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 antibiotics and like probiotics, and it's every single day, and it's tubes down their throat, and it's it's mm. it's not fun. I mean, it, just the stress alone, without the, I mean, the stress of shoving a tube down the animal's throat every single day, it's just, I mean, you you almost are surprised that there's even a twenty percent survival rate, you know? So, but yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> It was shitty. Yeah, it was it was sucky because she was really cool, man. She was a really really high white caninus. I was really pumped to get her, but I'll, I'll delve back into them eventually. Uh, right now, I'm gonna get a I'm gonna get another I'm gonna get a female Amazon. I want to get a, 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 a tiger just because they're so they're badass. But uh, I need to get a female, and so I'll probably be snagging one of those up here this year at some point. They're Is not the one you just expensive. got an import. Yeah, it's an import, uh, but I de I dewormed or, or dewormed him, and uh, he didn't have any mites. I treated for all that stuff. He, I mean, he's in the house, so he's not with the collection. But he, at this point, since since I bought him, if I wanted to bring him in here, I would clear him for for being in the in the uh, collection. But he's a display animal, so we're gonna leave him in the living room for now. But They're just cool animals to to be on display. Yeah, they're cool to look at. Uh, just they're not. They're just not handleable. I mean, I've seen people that have them that are pretty that are pretty mellow, and you can handle them and stuff. I really think it just stresses them out to a crazy degree to to handle them. Honestly, I don't. I don't think it's good for them. You know. So honestly, even the people that I've seen that claim that they handle theirs, it's like they have them in their hand and they're still in the s up position, just facing the other way. They're yeah, like, yeah. This is me holding my Amazon tree bow. I'm like, well, this yeah. isn't really the normal pet <laughs> relationship you're yeah. looking for. Yeah, like, exactly. Because if you make a false move, that motherfucker's gonna take the oh, yeah. bird right out of the sky, no matter if it's your fucking nose or wow. your yep. fingers, whatever goes in front of it. But yeah, they're uh, they're very movement, very very movement sensitive. I've noticed this any kind of movement, just wham wham. Mine's in shed right now. It's the first shed he's had with me. They had a he had a real long shed cycle. I was really surprised at how long it took for him to shed. And he's, I've had him for all what? Yeah, since. So this is like two months. I've had him for two months now, and uh, um, he's he's just now going into shed. And he feeds every week, you know. So I don't know. Maybe they just have real high metabolisms. I don't. This is my first one, so I'm kind of learning a little bit with it, you know. How's yours? Is yours uh, acclimated and all pretty what chill or no? Not chill. Well, uh, not chill. But it's it's hard because like with the with the shed thing, ours is like a garden phase, but it's got like this bluish hue to it. It looks mm-hmm. like it's always in shed, so I never yeah. really know. But yeah. it is. It, today he was out during the day for some reason, so I fed him today and he ate. He, most of the time he's he hides 100% during the day, then we turn the light off. And if we're in there watching TV late enough, he'll come out and start hanging out and climb all around. Like pretty much no matter what, though, they move around every day. 
Yeah, I, mine's always in a different spot. It's always in a different spot. Really? I've got some pop. Yeah, I've got some pothos plants in there, and so sometimes he'll be in that corrugated tube that I've got hanging off the perch, and then sometimes he's on the perch right underneath the heat panel, and sometimes they're he's all up in the pothos where you can barely see him. You know, I mean, I, they're pretty active. I'd agree with you. They're pretty active snakes. I feel like ours goes to the same spot ninety percent of the time. The 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 hide tends to stay similar, but. No, he goes to the, the top night. right. That's mostly where he, he has hangs like, out in that perch top right. Okay, but if I feed him in a different spot, say for like the first six months we were here in that enclosure and the new enclosure he's in now, I was feeding him in front of this one pothos in the right corner. Mm-hmm. And then every night he would actually hunt in that at that pothos with his head down looking at the pothos. Because he knew that's where, that, that's where he would get fed. That's interesting. That's pretty cool. Yeah, but then eventually I feel like I don't feed him a lot, and then I'll see him going to different sides of it, mm. trying to hunt different areas. Mm. But he'll go back to the, the most well. part, that's, yeah. that's where he hangs out, though. But yeah. That's cool. And yeah, they're interesting, like, man. The glass or anything, that's what I like, you know. Yeah, oh, I like think they're really water python or olive python. Right. They can walk Anytime you walk them, by, they, they freak out and they strike. So, I mean, this one's probably, I still don't want to hold it, but it doesn't, you know, I like that it hangs out when we walk by or whatever. Yeah. My, I, that big pop one male, sometimes he'll, he'll get in a pretty shitty mood and I'll walk by and he's just like, doom, doom. But then you pull him out and he's totally mellow, you know? So, uh, I don't know. I think it's just a visual thing. Or a territorial thing, I guess, with them. I, I think it might be a little bit uh, territorial with them. How's your olive? Is it uh, how, how big is it? What are you keeping it in right now? <laughs> Same thing we were keeping it it's in. It's not in much Dallas. bigger than it, than it was, to be <laughs> honest. Right. Yeah. I don't know if she's going to stay that size or I really is want it a to. Fe- go... I didn't know it was a female. Okay. Yeah, it's a female, so it should be bigger, but I want to, and I've been feeding it medium rats, yeah. which is pretty decent for how big it is i would like to do eight foot for her but and i would i would have to build it and then do mm-hmm. like four foots for the it louisiana pines so or much something space and we just it would have to go right behind us we really hey hey space. you got the space just make it happen man just make it happen we just have the space as far this as this is supposed to be that is supposed to be the snake room in the other room this is supposed to be the office slash barely overflow and now he's making this a full second i feel like if it's just the the olive python it's not a big deal they need more space anyway you know no, but all, he's trying to go bigger for the pine snakes too well i mean if you've already got the olive python cage there to sit a couple pine snakes cage on top of it it's not a big building deal. up doesn't take yeah more room. yeah there you go yeah. Also, I mean, having an olive python like above my olive python will definitely be actually all of them are assholes. So, they'll probably all be. I, I, I thought the olive. Work. I thought your olive was pretty chill. No, not so much is... anymore. No, no, really chill. It's just if you open the tub, I need to open it from the side. Ah, uh, gotcha. Come out like a <laughs> like a jack in the box, <laughs> and then after that, chill. But um, just that initial opening because she thinks she's getting food. Yeah, That's and cool. I just got uh, got bit by a popwin python the first time at Eric's. His little popwin bit me. Really? Yeah, yeah. And I, after handling it for a while. Was it one of the nudge bites, or was it like a full, like a defense, like, did they just get it kind of like rub its face on you and bite, or what, what happened? 
It's no, just like it a seemed bi- like a just total reaction. I was just I was talking and I was moving. Uh, yeah. I was moving it through my hands, but I wasn't putting my hands in front of it. But at at some point, it saw a finger and drilled you. Decided to check it out. Joe had bad luck that day. We went to Matt Minatola's first, and he got bit there. And then we went to Eric's, and he got bit at Eric's. Jeez. Well, I got bit like the his rhino rat. He's like, I don't really trust these things. I don't really know. I'm not going to hold them. So I'm like, I'm going to hold them. And then it did it did the nudge thing, and then opening its mouth slowly. And yeah, I just had be to like, like pick it up by the head and be like, go, be free. <laughs> uh, those are pretty cool, man. I I want to get some of those Barons racers. That's what I'm like. If I get any new Colubrids, it's going to be baron's racers dude for sure they're really badass i like them a lot i need Uh, to stop uh creating different lists because those were on the list like a year ago and they need to stay on top of the list i think that they should man i think that i i don't know i like the green ones i like the blue i like them all how they're all even the brown ones are cool you know well the the brown ones now are the rarest because no one actually wants to wanted to work with them at the beginning Honestly, I probably get the blue ones just because they're blue. Oh, you know? Are you fucking kidding me? Of course you're gonna yeah. go with the blue ones. Yeah, yeah, but uh, I wouldn't get the green. I don't think it would either be the brown or the blue if I could. If I had a choice, probably the blue first choice though, for sure. They're so I want to cool. be cool and be like, yeah, you know, blue, whatever. Everyone has blue. Everyone wants blue. I'm gonna go Dude, with the brown, but no, the blue I, is. So... I would call you out if you said that you wanted the brown ones over the blue ones. What the fuck? No. If anyone thinks that anything brown is better than anything blue, let alone a fucking snake, 100%. I think you agree with that. I mean, there's just a simple eye test here. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, but I feel like there's so many brown snakes. I'm like, eh, and you, you uh, judge me for my eh. Yeah, but those are like you have the option of blue. You don't yeah, have the true. option of a brown. I don't know. I get, yeah, I'm just Alan all brown snakes. Like, eh, what is Owen have? I would love to have a pair of them, though. Oh, she's saying rough scale pythons. Rough scale, sorry, are black. Rough earth snakes are like 12 inches long, and they eat worms, and they're all over the place in my backyard. I meant rough scales. I think any brown snake is black. Well, I mean, rough scales, if you have a nuanced eye, you would find them to be a little bit more than rough. I was not born with a nuanced eye. Excuse me. I mean, I like... I like rough scales too. I don't, I mean, they're cool. I, I, I don't quite get the, like the super hype about it, but you know, to each their own. Some people think that pop ones are just another brown snake. So I think it's just the, the rarity and the story behind the rough scales and it's a Python with killed scales. With... No, that part's definitely dope, but I'm talking the, I like their <laughs> eyes, but like their color and pat i mean it's okay you know but the keeled scales that's pretty dope too i guess like once you feel them then you kind of can appreciate it a little bit more you know but i both snakes not something are still cheaper it's yeah i think i want to get i've got a that male bull snake i think i want to get a hypo female i just because it's taking up space anyway why don't i just get a female and Put it call it a day? exactly yeah plus i like bull snakes a lot so they just stink. There's oh, they stink. God dang, they stink. Yeah, we're sitting in a bunch of pine snake shit right now. Yeah, I walked in here uh, today and I was like getting stuff kind of moved around and cleaned up for this, and I was like, ugh, the bull snake. It 
Uh, I had to clean it. And it's like almost a different smell. You oh, can, it is a different know. smell. It's not almost a different smell. It's definitely, you're like, oh, the bull snake took a shit. Yeah, okay. Clean that. And it's never like this solid little puppy no. dog looking shit. It's, it looks like, like, it's like, it's like, like liquid brown. And then it looks like someone crumpled up a bunch of styrofoam urates on top of it. That's a, it's gross, dude. And sprayed gross. on the wall. And then yeah. They're uh, they're an interesting interesting animal. I like them, but I've only got one. I'm gonna I'm gonna fix that. I was on I got on uh, King Snake last night. And I was like, do they have any hypo bull snakes for sale? Buy one of those. Mm. It's kind but of not the time of year. People are yeah. pretty probably thin yeah. at this point. You know how it is. You just you never know though. If you don't look, you just never know. Oh, especially with colubrids, man. People will yeah. be like, some old dude will come out of the woodwork with some amazing animal that you've. You know, you would have never known of, mm-hmm. unless it was mm-hmm. for fauna or king snake. So, what is your guys's like? I, I know that you said that you're trying to like you want to do more holdbacks. Is there anything that you're wanting to get into, like on your guys's list right now? Wow. Okay. Wait. Sorry. Number one, weird timing because someone in the chat just asked you what your top five that you want to get into. Mm. Which is very strange timing. But I also. Not, not to really answer that question, but kind of answer that question. We didn't post anything on Instagram last night, but our uh, Het Palmetto's locked last night. Heck yeah! And that has been oh, yeah. like, our number one. Isn't thing that those? The, that's the pair that like jumped out of the, jumped yeah. out of the. Okay, okay, yeah, 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 I'm tracking now. And it's like we weren't expected. We just put them. I was like, we're, we're like, it's not gonna happen. We're, we had given up hope that it was gonna happen. This the year. male like, can't even see anything. <laughs> else i'm sure if i put a live mouse in there he'd fucking shit himself <laughs> that's like he just is so jumpy and they're yeah. and they're f1 so like i knew off the bat like this they're gonna be, be a little weird. jumpy yeah yeah so, so like we did a happy dance in the snake room yesterday that was like the one it was so exciting. besides the louisiana pines that was the one where i'm like this isn't gonna happen and i, but finally, I really really wanted to happen it was yeah, it's, it's funny because it's like, and yeah. I like how you snuck that in there in a question that had nothing to do with it. We said what <laughs> we want to get into. This is technically us getting into the palmettos. Yeah, I just want a visual palmetto, dude. Like the first time, was probably like 2012 or something. I came across it. And I'm like, that's an option. Like that can happen. <laughs> I can get a snake that looks that cool, and so now, like, I know now it's like commonplace. But it's still, it's just like a pied ball python. Yeah, in my, yeah, in my yeah, opinion, yeah. like that's the nicest ball python. That's like I'm I'm partial to clowns, but I, I feel you. I like the same shit. Stuff. That's that's yeah, one of the, the oldest yeah, yeah. morphs in the book, and it's yeah. drastic. Yeah, and it's, it's badass. Yeah, and anyone can look at it and be like, "That's cool." Yeah, exactly. It doesn't yeah. have to be anyone who sees a palmetto is like, "All right, I've got to admit, that's <laughs> yeah. pretty cool." Yeah, they're badass, man. That's so awesome, man. I'm happy for you guys. Said you just want a visual corn snake. Does that I mean palmetto? Does that mean you're oh, only going to keep back one, babe? <laughs> that, would, that would be stupid. Okay. I mean, how that's many the only gonna thing. Keep back? I'm gonna probably keep back. I mean, in a perfect world, one point two. Okay. And then I think. I just got to be real careful with that male. Either way, I got a hat, and I'll be cool with making hats. I don't want to 
I don't need to make all visuals, but if if some of them are bug eyed and stuff, I just won't fuck with that at all. Maybe I'll keep some just for funsies. But the bug eyed the bug eyed stuff are you gonna are you gonna keep or cull? Uh, I think it will end up being a keep, but it will be the only thing is that all the times that I've been generous and like half gave away snakes in the hopes that no one bred them. They bred they them. Completely have gone you know, behind our backs and either sold them to someone else without these same stipulations uh, or have, you know, so it's like, I don't really, it's hard because I don't want to call them because they're perfectly good snakes besides the fact that they have enlarged eyes. Uh, but I also don't want to sell them and create a market for, you know, scratch and dent snakes i don't think that's what they deserve either yeah yeah so even though people are selling them that way i don't want to sell them that way um and it's like i feel like the people we'd want to sell it to it's like someone's pet because you know they're but we're not going to sell it for pet price is the hard part yeah. i think someone who's their pet they're most likely not going to sell it again you know someone who has a bunch might sell it but like so it would have like, to be like a kid at a show right it that's what i'm thinking is gonna that's what we're gonna have yeah. to reserve it to. but the kid at that show is not gonna want to pay the price for that no 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 would we would sell it, it for a lot less but less? we wouldn't i wouldn't put it are out the, on the table are, are the heads that you have related mm, no they're actually from two different females that were um two visual palmetto females that were outcrossed technically they're related so they're like uh, the dads. Okay. The dads so the there, there's a little bit of separation yeah, there, though. Sure. So that's that should help a little yeah. bit, right? Um, yeah, and ones they're ones actually like a ones a year or no, maybe they are different males because um, one's a year older than the other one. But I don't know. I think they'll be fine. I don't think um, from what it seems like all the outcrossing in the world doesn't help. Isn't gonna solve it. But okay. it may it may reduce it to a certain just. But as far as things that are genetically different, I would say the fact that mine's to a wild caught male is probably. Oh, I didn't realize he's wild caught. Okay, okay, that's cool. Uh, that's I, I don't I don't know if it fucking matters, man. I'm gonna be honest, yeah. but yeah, yeah. <laughs> but I couldn't hurt. We right? did the due diligence, right? And, yeah, uh, we'll see what happens. Okay, so what what are you guys wanting to get into other than the what you already have? <laughs> um, uh, I like Natita. I like the little. Um, they're I think they're technically now. I think they're just California king snakes, but they are in the in a different region. They're in the Baja region. And, okay, and they're basically like brown with a weird little faint. I don't even know how to creamy stripe down them, and they okay. don't sound very appealing, but they're they're cool. Uh, another how eastern how, snake. How readily available are they? Not very much. <laughs> it's like it's an old dude at a reptile show. Just okay, like uh, right on. Just like we we found some striped going eye, which are like applicable. I want it so bad. That's, that's Appalach- it. No, that's yeah. what we're doing next. Appalachicola do king snake. That's what we're doing next. Mean eye. What, what do they look more. like? Well, like most of them, everyone breeds for like blotched, I think is a mutation, but they're basically uh-huh. orange and black. But most okay. of the time, they're like very tipped out orange and black checker-ish cool. type of pattern. But these ones that we found at a pet store in North Carolina, like a very normal 
not a great pet store perfectly striped orange like like black stripe orange everywhere else mm-hmm. going i and i've only seen like one or two others never seen any that are on par that's exactly those. what we want and that's the hard part is like people aren't breeding it for what i really like i think they come out variable a lot so it's mm-hmm. hard to to line breed them but these ones were perfect stripes and we want perfect stripes and uh, that's what i want next for sure I, I so i guess there's so a few but it's like fine even finding someone to breed them i liked the ones at the pet store so much oh. that like we made the like random girl who was working there like call the owner and like i want to show where they came from and yeah. the owner was just like, oh, I got him at some random, like, you know, show in North Carolina. And it was to the point that I looked up all the vendors at the show and went through their Facebook pages or their websites to, like, see who it was. And if they, like, bred something similar, I messaged them and was like, are you the person? This yeah. Never found it. Never, no idea who bred those. But, like, I that was sucks. so determined. Because hey. the, pet, the pet store was just overcharging so you know it was way yeah. more than oh, they yeah. were worth or wanted to pay i wanted to pay for them yeah. but i wanted to find who bred them and i still haven't to this day but like it they were beautiful that's that's badass um, I, so uh, let's throw the question back at you i don't I, honestly i want to get a female amazon that's probably a top a tiger of some color phase i don't know um and then after that, like, I'm kind of just happy with what I've got right now. I'm just, I've got enough projects going that I feel like I should just kind of chill and not, uh, not get more than I can. I've already got, like, I, like I said, I've got four pop ones, countless Morelia, and then Amazons, and I've got Woma pythons and Dumeril's boas, and I've got plenty of projects to keep me busy. And I guess that's like the struggle with everybody, right? You like with all of us with the sickness is, is that you see something and you're like, dude, that's badass. I want to get into that. And so, uh, I don't see other than the female Amazon. Cause I don't like keeping loan anything because that's stupid. Uh, and then maybe a hypo bull snake. I don't, I don't know. May, the only other thing that I could think of is I wouldn't mind picking up one more female poplin. So it'd be 2.3. That's the goal by the end of this year is I want 2.3 poplins. But is there any preference as far as having multiple males like there would? Uh, I mean, there? only because you want to back up in case a female kills a male, honestly, like that's from anybody that I've talked to. Uh, it's pretty much having a backup male is just, because of accidents like i don't know that from what i've seen tony's male do and what i've seen my big male do i don't think getting them to breed is going to be like a di- i don't think getting the males to breed is going to be a difficult thing it's getting the females to be receptive to them and not try to eat them is going to be <laughs> the hard thing you know what i mean like and so you definitely want to have two males just for that purpose just just for in case i guess you know and i'm hoping that i'm hoping that like nothing happens and everything's okay and and but i mean that's not typically the case whenever we're dealing with live animals always seems like something's gonna happen so i'm just kind of building the group up so that i can have some shot at success in the future i'm really enthralled with this species it's it's uh I I love them. It's probably it's my favorite thing that I work with. They're just awesome, and 
and I never thought I'd say that after having the bread lie and being so uh, enamored with them, but the, I don't know. I just dig them, man. There's something else, you know? So uh, that's pretty much my main focus. There's been times and I'm not doing this, but there's been times in the last like six months that I've just thought like, maybe I should kind of get rid of some stuff and just only do pop one pythons. Like, I don't think I would be sad. You know what I mean? Like, mm. but then I'm like, I've been working on all these other projects for so long. I don't want to get rid of them either. So kind of at a stalemate with myself. So all for the time being, this is what it is. And I don't plan on adding any more Morelia, uh, other than stuff that I produce, uh, just because you can't do it all, you know, like, like I would like to get diamonds at some point, but, I chose to get inlands instead. And, uh, that was, you know, like you can't have it all. I can't, I can't, I mean, diamonds would probably fit really well into my room because I keep it a little bit cooler, all that stuff. But I just, I don't have the time, man, you know? So did you read your corns this year? Uh, they're paired up right now. Actually they're, she's swollen. I think that she's gravid. Actually. She's huge. She's, uh, I've been, I pulled her out. I pulled them both out of the garage in so I pull everything out at the same time, all of my Morelia and the corns at like the middle of February because they've been down. I put them down uh, in December 1st, and then so they go through December, January, and half of February, and then I bring them in and start warming them up and do the whole feed till they shed and put them together. And she's looking pretty thick right now. So, like – really thick actually uh so I'll, I'll probably have some success with those this year which is exciting i like i really dig the corn snake thing because you can just put them in a thing and like a bin and stick them on top of a cage and don't worry about them that's literally what we do it's so like, beautiful put them in a tub put them on yeah. top and hang yeah. out that's all I, that's what i did last year and it worked out uh that tessera female that i got from you guys she's she's putting on some size she's a little savage man she eats like crazy I'm uh, kind of pissed because the, the only one that I made of that, which I think yours is like a fire mask Tessera. Is it? I'm pretty confident. <laughs> and the only other one that I made this year, I accidentally sold. He's supposed to be my whole. Well, no, I put him up for sale, and then I decided this is going to be my holdback, and then I forgot that he was for sale, and then someone bought him, him and I had to ship him. Oh, damn. So I was like, shit. Um, I that would have been a perfect mail for you. I'll probably make some more this year, but. Yeah. When, that, when that female grows up, I'll send you a mail or something. Right on. We'll work something out, man. So that we uh, can make something cool since I have all the ingredients and now you do too. So Yeah. She's putting on some size. I'm, she's eating like hopper ASFs. I mean, she's 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 looking pretty good. I'm, I'll actually – give me a second. We'll do a little. Yeah, so people don't know, Austin helped us move. And Austin just basically – dumped out every single water bowl that we had like every just so the enclosures were ready to go so that we could pack them up in the car and go super and then, friend status super high friend status yeah and then i had like this one egg that was left back out of a double clutch which i don't go for double clutches so she laid a couple eggs and like one of them was fertile or something like that and we gave it to austin gave it to austin and austin hatched it out without a problem and there it is Mm -hmm. she's pretty 
She's pretty. I like her a lot. Oh, I love Nestor so much. Yeah. So before I like, so these corn snakes that I have that I produce, the I've got that butter, the butter stripe female, and then just an a male, male, I guess that's a het for. Well, I guess if I'm throwing motleys, what does that mean? I'm not that great with genetics as far as corn snakes are concerned. Uh, so I got a bunch of motley stuff that was uh, A-mail motley and butter motley. And I don't know, does that come from the stripe side or does that come from from the just uh, the male could be het for something? I don't know. Tell me. Educate me. So the, the butter would be A-mail caramel, which okay. is obviously that female and then that male. Uh, your male's an A-male or is your female an A-male? My female's uh, the butter. She's a, she, I'll, show you, I'll show you. Female's the butter. So. Yeah, so, yeah. So, so your male must be het caramel as well. As well as the stripe is, I believe, like usually associated with the, That's the motley right gene. But, yeah, they throw a bunch of motleys, and I kept back one of the males from uh, – <laughs> that clutch it was a, just an a-male uh it was an a-male uh, motley just because it looked really badass i don't know it just looked really cool so i went ahead and kept it everyone wants you to show the bull snakes since you're showing snakes. and that and that female okay. uh the butter motley is killer that i got from you yeah she's grown up pretty nice so he's yeah. not the friendliest so hold on a second i gotta move some shit and then this one you found like, or where yeah, at my work. I found this at my work uh, when I worked down in Fort Worth. Uh, but he just shut out, so he's actually looking pretty good. You see him? Mm-hmm. Yeah, he's pretty flighty. When I found him, he had a big hole in his back, and the end of his tail ripped off. He had been got by a cat, and I nursed him back to health, pretty much. And then he was so habituated that I was just like, well, I don't think I'm going to let you go anywhere. I guess you're going to stay with me for the remainder. Isn't that the crazy thing? Like, we forget that people used to just do that all the time. And with North American Colubrids, you can pretty much just, I mean, you found that bull snake. You, like, nursed up the health and it ate fine without a problem. Yeah, it took a little bit. It was just super scared. Like, it was tiny. It was, like, the size of that tester I just showed you when I found it. It was, like, tiny and uh and it was pretty sketched out and it took about a month and then finally it was like i guess i'm hungry so it ate and, and that size is like then. right out of the egg so yeah yeah real soon yeah so it's it's not mean it's never bit me or anything it's very flighty it's very just whippy around and stuff it never tries to bite or anything it doesn't musk or anything like that it's just it's used to me i think enough to where it's just always trying to get away from me it just uh, I don't I don't hold him a lot, so he just kind of does his thing, and I toss him rats that nobody else will eat. That's pretty <laughs> much what he gets. Sometimes the pop that. one python will turn his nose up to a piece of chicken, and I'll toss it in there, and it eats it, no problem. They'll eat anything, man. That's crazy. They're they're in straight up garbage disposals. I've never I've put all kinds of different food in front of that snake, and it eats it all. It doesn't. There's no discrimination on diet as far as that snake's concerned yeah i think what the only thing that's turned me off i think i would have bull snakes if i didn't have the pine snakes and just the handful that they are i just they're 
I would say they're different, man. Honestly, I've held, I've messed with your pine snakes and like the behavior of the pine snakes compared to the the behavior of this like the bull snakes I've held and this guy. I think they're a little different. Your pine snakes are a little bit more wily, man. <laughs> they whip they whip around a little bit more. Yeah, I think uh, bull snakes seem to be tend to be a bit more mellow, at least from what I've seen. I'm so Which nervous. makes me think that, like, maybe I should get some, but they do get, like, no. a little bit too big. I'm so nervous for our pine snake babies. Are, did you, did you, oh, that's what I meant to ask when you brought that up. Are, like, what's going on with that? Did you, have you seen a successful lock? What's, what's the, what's the deal? Yeah, dude, it's crazy. Like, you put them together, and then you can just hear them, like, battling each it's other the so whole loud time like they're just the like don't the they, male. do they do they bite like the bull snakes do do they bite the back of the neck that's a that's a weird thing mine didn't even yeah. though i know i've seen the other pituophis do that um yeah mine mine didn't but they're like rubbed together all the time and you can just hear the male rubbing on the female her like sandpaper <laughs> yeah and doing oh, yeah. this whole yeah. thing for like hours and they'll stop for a little while then they'll go back to it and then one time when that rustling was going on i just opened it up and i couldn't see them but they were still moving around each other and going crazy and they were locked though that's cool man that's badass that's that's something that we need more of honestly that's some louisiana pines man that's cool they're really cool looking snakes I, i dig them hopefully your babies would be a little bit more laid back Right. You don't think so? I don't think so. (laughs) But we keep talking like we kind of have bad luck in that area because we can't sell it outside of PA. And the main people who do pine snakes are in PA. Mm. So it's like, I know, it's kind of sucky. There's three other guys here. And they all live in PA. Doing Louisiana pines? Yeah. Damn. I mean, Jay only has really one pair. And then Brad probably has like three to five pairs. I don't know. I'm not but 100% still, sure. Yeah. Most of the. Um, that, that's enough for Pennsylvania. It was already yeah. a limited market. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> so it sucks that we can't sell them across it. And what's the reasoning I mean, behind that? Do, Is it just because there's the not paperwork. that many? Like, what's the reasoning behind not selling across state lines? Well, it's something that's designated to stop people from getting them from the wild and then shipping them out to someone. But it's really something that ends up hurting us, even though we're captively breeding I feel like them. as long as you're not yeah. shipping it from where they are in the wild. Yeah, like who would ship a wild-caught Louisiana pine from Pennsylvania to Texas? Right, yeah. right. I feel like it's not <laughs> so I went on this trip, and I went down to Louisiana and drove it all the way back to Pennsylvania just to ship it, just to ship right. it back to Texas. Yeah. So it's like, <laughs> like if I there was mean, any way for us to prove that like, hey, this is cool. zoo stock, this is a Vandy Venter animal from the early 90s or something like that, I mean – I, feel I like mean, we should, for, there's no. Re- I don't get why there we isn't. should be like, it able. Should be like, hey, we didn't steal it. We're in Pennsylvania. We should be why able to say here, hey, I have this pair. I've had them for this long. I got them from this person. They're U.S. captive board and bred. We can prove it. Yeah. Or U.S. wouldn't mean anything to them. <laughs> yeah, that, that would captive board and bred. <laughs> that wouldn't matter. And, and I mean, they should be tracking them. And so, but that would be so much work to do, to be honest. So. I don't see anyone so, doing that. So that just ban them out. It's just easier right? to ban it all. Yeah. Yeah. This blanket ban. It's called a day, right? I mean, which at the end of the day, I guess I get it because there's probably the same issue with many other species, you know, where like 
there's a ban on it, but there's only like 10 people doing it or who care about it. So like, why are they going to spend their effort on all these little species? But when you're the person who has it, you want it changed. Yeah. <laughs> yes. And I mean, well, it's really whatever. It, I mean, I think it sucks for some things. I mean, like the, was it the, the Indian, was the Indian Python, the pink headed looking Burmese Python. It's the Indian Python, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. I mean that, that's, that stuff is pretty much killed because of that, because of not being able to ship it across state lines, which kind of sucks for the, the reptile industry because that species is gone, you know, uh, I don't know, but they don't, they're not looking at that shit whenever they're making those rules. They're not like, Oh, right. we're going to kill this animal in the, in the reptile industry because we, you know what I mean? So, no one's looking to spare reptile keepers feelings it's a very small (laughs) minority exactly and i feel like sometimes we get like as keepers get a little like caught up in like because we all talk to each other and we're we're so passionate we forget just how small it is like yes we have big shows and stuff but is there really that many people keeping on a on a level like at which it's part of their life like it is for us no there's probably like you're talking like less less than one percent of the population in the united states i'm sure so well, say say three yeah. percent own reptiles in general and yeah. then ask that three percent what a popwin python is and then 0.3 percent of those people will yeah. fucking say something yeah exactly so i don't know sometimes you got to kind of look at it from a different perspective to understand why that stuff is being uh legislated the way it is you know yeah no one's it's not this isn't the end all be all the animals in captivity aren't exactly the the end goal they don't want to make sure that they have a captive breeding yeah exactly that's not important to anybody besides us you know which i mean it seems like it it would aid if they were able to regulate it correctly it would aid in the conservation of species if done correctly yeah, yeah. 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 Uh Carly asked if gopher snakes are the smallest of the three. I, I thought so. pines were are they? Are gophers smaller? I thought pines, pines were smaller than gophers. Huh? I don't know. Then, At I least they they're, they're less heavy less heavy bodied than most of the, the bulls or pines. Bull snakes mm-hmm. can get massive, like insanely huge. There's a picture, I think it's uh the snake hunting book by uh, Trumbauer. There's a like ten foot bull snake in West Texas. It's crazy, dude. Yeah, Terry uh, Terry Brewell is tell- showed me some pictures of one that he caught out in West Texas when he's working out there, and it was, I mean, it was a big snake. I don't know how, I mean, eight foot maybe. It was big. It was huge. I mean, it, it was it was like comparable to a Brettles python full grown. The damn thing was massive. So. Yeah, and it's like those animals, obviously most in captivity are like four to six feet for reference, but it seems like there's just some crazy it's like some grand, like granddaddy bull snakes that have been alive for 30 years just kicking it in the wild, you know? Yeah, like they're just super adapted to that that climate, I guess, in West Texas where they can Eaten. just burrow for most of the time and eat a bunch. And there's a lot of... Be- food out there so uh something i've I've, i uh noticed and i and i don't know why i never uh 
picked up on this before, but I was watching somebody's video. I can't remember. And I've got a, a female Woma Python. She's really good looking, but she's like a real finicky eater, which is super unheard of with Womas. And I was watching this video and I always have problems with putting the food in front of her face. Right. And she gets, she's real timid and she doesn't want to take it. I was watching this video. Well, the, the dude had, he put the food in like the crook of her neck or it, the Woma python that he was feeding his neck instead of putting it in front of the face for a strike bite. Turn backwards. And it just squeezed it and started constricting it without biting it. And so I tried that with my female that's like super sketchy and it worked. <laughs> and ever since then, she's feeding just fine. As long as I just put it in just like right behind her head, she just sque starts squeezing it. And I'm like, well, how the how is this not a hack? What? How's no one like said anything about this before? I guess it's because they're not typically difficult feeders, but it, it, I was like, man, that information needs to be out there. So here you it is. You ever heard the, the Woma behind the neck trick? No, it's weird. <laughs> Have you heard that before? Never, not once. <laughs> yeah, it's weird. But, uh, and it's not like right behind the neck. It's like four or five inches. Like we're, it's like the first S curve starts and they just start constricting. It's interesting. I think but, what the, the closest thing that we've come to is we had Stu Tennyson talking about gray banded kink snakes mm -hmm. and apparently, and maybe they're, I mean, it would kind of make sense that they feed on similar stuff, but they feed on mostly lizards out there mm -hmm. in West Texas. And he gets, he gets success by running it from back past their face. So like they just, as a reaction are like, I'm going to stop whatever's in back of me because I need to catch this uh, lizard. So he will like go from the back to the front and swipe kind of across their face. And then he'll get a bite response out of that. So That's interesting. It's just those small little details you got to pay attention to, man. It's, it's, you got to watch those small little things and, and uh, try them out every once in a while and you might have success, you know? So. And it's like the, the amount of experience that you need to accrue to figure it out even though Those people tell you shit things. yeah there'll yeah. still be things that i fuck up and then i'm like i i probably do certain things now that i didn't do a month ago and i'm sure i do things now that i won't do a few months from now oh my my keeping is completely different than it was two two years ago i mean i i run my room a lot cooler than i did two years ago i've had a lot more success with it uh i mean we're all we're always evolving in the way we keep or at least i feel like if you're doing it right that's what you're doing you're you're changed i mean obviously don't fix something if it's not broken but if you can improve what you're already doing then why not you know and you're really one of like the the first people who i went over is like oh you're still you're doing it kind of the old school way in the way of like building all your enclosures, but you're also doing it a better way into the way of like new school, old school, meaning like you're, you're not, you don't have substandard cages. You built all really professional grade cages and didn't really sacrifice anything to do so. Unlike, you know, it's just beyond what keeping in tubs was and it's it's something to where that that made me think like oh shit maybe i should start building my own stuff because it still is a useful part of this fucking hobby yeah i think that building uh, i i feel like i'm in a lot more control whenever i build my own stuff and i, I think that's a big thing i'm kind of a control freak especially when it comes to my animals like 
Like I was talking to my buddy the other day, or actually yesterday, and he's not a snake guy at all. And I was telling him, like, man, I'm I'm planning on doing some vacations this this uh, this year, and I need someone to come and like take care of my snakes. He's not a huge fan of snakes, but he's not like scared of them, you know. He's kind of like I can leave them or you know or take them or leave them, and. And he's like, well, wouldn't you, you – he's like, you got reptile friends. Wouldn't you want them to come do it? I said, no. I want someone that can fucking read a list, and I can trust to do exactly what the hell I'm telling them to do on the list. I don't want some dude that's into reptiles like I am that thinks that he can come into my collection and, like, he knows better than me. Because you know that that's – I'm sure that that would happen. It's almost better to have someone that knows nothing – and they can just check the fucking boxes, man. You, you get what I'm saying? Uh, is, or is that crazy? No, no. It's the but. same thing. Like when, when you're in, when you're in basic yeah. training, That's they say that, you know, the That's people, the people who grew up shooting guns are the hardest people to sh- teach how to shoot guns. Cause they do their own shit already. Yeah, you need someone exactly. who's a blank slate. That exactly. You can exactly from the bottom and just read the list and do what I tell you to do. Everyone no, I don't does need... that shit differently though. Yeah. Everyone. Uh, and I'm just like, I don't need any improvisation. Just, <laughs> just come in, do what I, the, what I said. And then that's it. Like he, he was asking me, do you want, you should have your brother do it. I said, hell no, I'm not having my brother do it. Cause he likes snakes and he's going to come in here and do shit that is not on the list. It's, it's, <laughs> it's just, I don't know. But back to the building cages thing. I, I just think you're, you have more control of what's going on, you know? Uh, and I think, uh, wood and depending on what kind of sealant you're using and stuff it holds heat and humidity really well uh i mean there's a there's a reason why people back in the day had success with wood cages and stuff and i mean pvc is nice it's just expensive and takes forever to get you know and uh you can build really nice furniture quality stuff why wouldn't you i mean if it wasn't for my neighbor having a full-on wood shop next to my house i probably wouldn't do this shit but I'm, i have access to all of these tools so it doesn't make sense not to do it Andy helps me out but he's a pretty good carpenter so whenever i'm struggling with something he'd be like no this is how you do it and he, he teaches me stuff so i mean you're learning like how to build stuff as well as different things uh that are better for a specific species and you can like uh, plug in different stuff like the big poplin cage that you guys saw that I have, I'm I'm already gonna get rid of it because I'm tired of melamine and I've found a different way of doing stuff with uh like a cabinet grade plywood that's a lot lighter and um and I've found a, a nice sealant to use for the inside. And so I'm gonna use that front, the glass part of it, and I'm gonna build because I can't have an eight foot cage, I'm gonna do a, a six by two by three, so three foot deep because I can do that. I just don't have the length. I don't have that floor space in my snake room. And so I'm going to build four of those high, uh, for eventually right now I need two, but eventually I'm going to have four of those on that back wall. So wall of pop wins, dude. Yeah. It's going to be badass. I'm really pumped about it. Uh, but, and even like, I kind of just set the goal this, like in November, I was like, look, I'm going to, if I'm going to do this poplin thing, I need to get a group. I need to get a good size group. And by the end of this year, I want 2.3. And so whenever that stuff happened, I figured out this was a male and not a female. Uh, 
all of a sudden just stuff kind of fell into place and a couple of them popped up for sale. And I was like, so I've got more than I thought I would have at this time in the year already. So really I only need one more to reach my group goal, uh, by the end of the year. And so, I mean, it's, it's just, you got to set those goals. If you want to make it a reality, you got to set those goals. So that's the way I feel about it, especially a project like that. And I'm still learning stuff about them every time I come in here, but I mean, they're not going to be reproduced captively if no one's putting groups together and trying and throwing stuff at the wall and seeing what sticks, you know? Yeah. And if you guys want to hear more about the Poplin stuff, I'm sure we talked about it all like a year ago. I don't even remember <laughs> what the hell we talked about, but, but like Poplin's you, obviously I think that then, I mean, you only really had the one, but now yeah, I did a whole group going on, but I mean, let everyone know how long it takes for you to build up a group like that. And whether it's like the, the ease of getting them or the lack of ease of getting them or like just the amount of time to take to grow up. Well, like, so from what I've read and talked to people, you're not going to get a female to breed uh, earlier than probably six, seven years. Um, and that's after they like, like they need that on top of the fact that you're getting a wild caught animal, typically, unless you're real lucky, uh, they need to be acclimated to the way that you run your room. So you can add a whole nother two years to that. I mean, depending on the age of the animal and then they're just not caught. I mean, you don't see them available. Like, and if you do see them available, you better have like a cool grand to just drop because they're not going to be available for long, you know? So, and when I say a cool grand, yeah, you can find, you can find them for, I would say between five and a thousand dollars, but you're also going to be getting in like a, a lot of times you're getting animals that are at 5,000 or $500 that are have issues. Like you, you're already tacking, you're tacking money on going to the vet. I mean, getting them to where they can be in your collection and, and thrive, you know? So I would say you can look at per snake, but between eight and a thousand dollars after vet stuff. And, uh, you need to know, your stuff about deworming, you need to know how to deal with a wild caught import, you know, um, and just being ready to pull that trigger when it's available because they're just, I mean, like four, maybe five times a year, you see someone post one up and they're gone within a day or two. I mean, it's, it doesn't take long. I mean, Kevin posted that female up that I just, that I just bought, uh, and, yeah, I had, I had, it was gone. I, I called him and I was like, look, I want it. And it was, I, I think it was like within four or five hours of him posting it. It was, I sold it. And me and Tony had, we, I talked to him a little bit about it and he was thinking about maybe getting it, but, uh, he's like, go ahead. You grab it. And I was like, thanks man. <laughs> but, uh, yeah. Cause he's got that big male Aristotle. He's, that's an impressive snake, man. His is, his is way larger than my big male. Yeah, I got. think it's funny. It's just funny how both of you guys are in DFW and it's like really only like of the five people who are really working with them or like such a small number and you guys are right there. And like, especially for Melissa, who wasn't around snakes that much before that, she may think that Papa and Pythons are like a normal thing in people's collections because half of our friends had them. But <laughs> Oh, You're like, I don't really care. Didn't, it wasn't like a thought. <laughs> but I mean, yeah, they're, they're, I, I really dig them, man. They're, uh, 
there I'm I'm I would be freaking through the moon if I ever or got just got eggs. Like even if I did like they didn't make it and hatch, I would just just the fact of getting eggs because that tells you, hey, you're doing something right, you know. So that would be great. It would be it would be really good. Uh, a big thing that I'm that I like to do with them is offer them a really big water like tub essentially it's a tub that they can get their all 10 foot of themselves into it and uh the problem that uh, the reason i want to trash this cage is because it's only two foot deep and it the tub of water that i want to provide them it takes up so much floor space that they don't have a lot of space to like cruise around and stuff so i want to give them that depth so i can flip that tub long ways and they've got a lot more real estate on either side of it so i think that uh, have it, let it, giving them access to a decent amount of water is important. At least that's what I've seen so far with them. And is that just, cause I know the skin can be kind of sensitive. Is that for that? Uh, well, what I've noticed is that they'll, they'll soak like once every, like once every month and a half, it's like at a certain point in their shed cycle, they'll just get in the water bowl for a day and they just sit there and then they get out and they go gray after that and then they shed out and i tony has he's told me he's had a few issues with uh with his uh shedding i've only had an issue with mine shedding one time and it was i soaked her or him it wasn't her then it's him (laughs) uh i soaked him uh uh while he was in the blue and i think that messed the shed cycle up because that's the only time I've ever had an issue with it. And I had to like peel all the the skin off of the head and stuff, which they're pretty chill. So it's not a big deal, but uh, like stuck eye caps of the whole thing. And the humidity in the room was no different than it normally is. I just kind of thought, Hey, let me try something different. I'll toss it in there and see what happens. And uh, it was a huge fail. It it was not good, but uh, uh you know, you just learn little things here and there about that kind of stuff and don't do it again. Right. They, I've, I've heard the similar thing with, uh, uh, emeralds. If you, if you miss them or soak them too much, whenever they're in the blue, they'll do the same thing. And I heard that afterwards and I was like, Oh, that's what you get for trying too hard. I guess. Exactly. Exactly. Sometimes you just fuck with it too much. Right. Yeah. Keep it simple, stupid, which is Mm -hmm. the, the benign, neglect that most snakes want because they don't need us thank you for bringing in uh middle school math terms what into this what keep it simple stupid oh that i learned that in the military i think oh really i learned it in math but i don't remember why we learned like seventh grade math because the whole thing in the army is that it only goes up to an eighth grade reading level. That's what they make everything to be understood at an eighth grade reading level, which I think for the Marines is fourth grade, for the Navy and maybe eighth and a half grade. <laughs> yeah, it's not too much higher. Trust me, I've met quite a few uh, people that surprise you. I remember when I got in the military, I was like, I didn't know that there are people as dumb as there were. I was like, damn, <laughs> damn, man. You had no other option, did damn. you? <laughs> yeah. But, you know, there's all kinds of people, all kinds of places, right? So. 
Oh, and they fill all kinds of niches and exactly sometimes you need some stupid people sometimes work. you need those people to lug that greasy ass wire cable across the flight deck they don't need to read past the eighth grade level you know no simple task <laughs> yeah so uh, um well we're already past two hours but yeah <laughs> which i figured was gonna happen anyway yeah i figured too but <laughs> but thanks man it's been so long yeah. Hell yeah. Holler at me whenever you need to fill some time. I'll come on whenever, man. Yay. Well, tell Katie and all the kitties, even though I'm a little mad at Harper right now, um, <laughs> that we say hi. All right. I will. Y'all take care of yourselves. Yeah, for sure. Wait, let's get, uh, stay uh, with us for a second. Where can people find oh, you? Yeah. And- uh, <laughs> Facebook and Instagram at Ragebeard Reptiles, uh, Ragebeard Reptiles at gmail.com. Um, just message me if you have any questions. I don't have anything for sale right now, but hopefully that'll be changing pretty soon. Uh, look, got my fingers crossed for a really good uh, breeding season this year. So we'll uh, keep you guys posted. For sure. And, and then forzipipons.com. <laughs> oh, okay. Stay with us, Austin. Well, I was okay. going to say, if someone wants to reach out to us, Port City Pythons on YouTube, Facebook, and Instagram, portcitypythons.com. We will see all the shirts. Oh. Like yeah. one Austin Get these has shirts. On. Get them. It's a badass shirt, man. There you go. Designed by Riley West Anderson. Ooh. You Tattoo gotta, artist extraordinaire. Name, we have three names. You got to say all three. Especially, yeah. Yeah, when they go together. He sounds like a like what a horror mo- horror movie director. Riley West Anderson. <laughs> <laughs> like Quentin Tarantino kind of thing. Yeah. <laughs> That's funny. Um, and again, all of our New York people will see you at White Plains. Well, not all, but yeah. But really, check out the shirt sports Okay, definitely um, do that. Thank you, Austin, and we will see you guys next Monday. Later, guys. Right on. Bye, guys. Bye.